everybody. What's going on? Has everyone gained 10 to 20 pounds because of Thanksgiving yesterday? We've been keeping it under control, actually. We yeah, I had bad. one plate. Yeah. Okay, and admittedly, I did have a couple so pieces today of you pumpkin had one pie. Plate. Today I had one plate. Yeah. Well, yesterday I also had one plate. Yeah. I had one plate yesterday. Now, I did have, like, some pie later. Yeah, but and our plates weren't that piled. That, but that's all I had. Yeah. And then today I just had one plate and that's yeah. all. I mean, there was a lot on it, but it's not like I had a big plate and then had seconds and then went back later. I didn't yeah, it wasn't a normal. I wanted to, Yeah. but I was like, yeah, my stomach's not going to. It wasn't a normal fucking buffet. Because I didn't want to just like go in a coma afterward, yeah, you know what, what I mean? Because... And, well, it's not just that. It doesn't just make me tired. It just, like, gives me a stomach ache and makes me feel kind of, like, nauseated. Yeah. We've kind of been on calorie restriction kind of diets in a way, and our stomachs have kind of gotten a little bit smaller than they were. We used to be able to eat all that, but if I can... I ate... That plate was enough. That one pretty much... It put me to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the day before, like I said, because, um, you know, I think, like, a lot of people... Uh, you know, the day before Thanksgiving, if you're cooking at your house, like, usually it's like, fuck it, let's just order food out, like, get a pizza or something, because yeah. you can't cook anything can't in cook your kitchen. You, right. So we actually went and got Chinese food, yeah. and I used to be able to eat, like, you know, the, the little meal they give you, like, for the Chinese food, but I couldn't even eat that. Yeah. I ate, like, half of it a little bit, and then I was just kind of like, eh, I'll eat the rest of it later. Yeah, we were like, oh, shit, next time we'll just split one. Yeah, we should probably just split it next yeah. time. And 10, I mean, if 10, you forty-five for two people, that's not bad. And I mean, if you wanted like something a little extra, you could even get little sides, like a little mm-hmm. soup or some shit like that, or like an extra egg roll or something. That would be plenty, I feel like, because yeah. the I mean, the the plate is kind. It looks small, but when you open it, man, they pack it full. Yeah. And it's just kind of like it's a lot, and it's a lot of rice, and it's a lot of meat. Yeah. And you know. So, yeah, they're generous. They are. Yeah. The general says chickens, almost all chicken. Yeah. And, and I got sesame chicken. Yeah, sesame chicken. And the orange chicken is just like the general sauce. Yeah, orange chicken's good, too. Yeah, we ought to get that because we, we both like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the sesame chicken. It's probably similar to general Tso's it looked like. It's not hot, though. Because I can't, like I said, I can't eat stuff. I can't do hot anymore. I just sprinkle damn it's red just, chili flakes on it. just tears my goddamn well, stomach Well, general Tso's isn't hot, either. It says on the menu it is. It didn't come with any red chili on it. Oh. I don't know. Like, I kind of like that, but it's not my favorite. I mean, normally I would get... I usually like kind of like the weird shit. Like, I don't know, like Egg Foo Young and like shrimp and vegetables. Yeah, I like those too. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, Egg Foo Young's good. I love it. Chinese omelet. Mmm. It's so good. Like, that sauce on it's good. Remember that place? Gravy. I remember I made that. Yeah, that's right. I made that before. And remember that place that used to be by our old house? What was it called? Lee's Palace? Yeah. They had really good Egg Foo Young, too. Like, I got it there a bunch of times. Yeah, Egg Foo... The gravy was just like... um, Pork bu- pork bullion. Remember, was it pork or was it beef? Might have been beef bullion. I think it's beef bullion. Beef bullion. It tastes kind of beefy. Nothing more than just uh, cornstarch base. It was just cornstarch and water. Beef bullion, and uh, that was it, if I remember correctly. And I think I think it had either five spice in it or white. I think it might have had white pepper. Yeah, probably white pepper. I think. And uh, easy to make. Everything on the, everything in the Chinese fast food is easy. It's all easy. You think it's exotic. It's not. You laugh when you see what they're making that out of. Like sweet and sour, that's nothing but just... Uh, uh, you take soy sauce and uh, uh, garlic and ginger, and you cook that a little bit, and then you put um, ketchup in it, and then um, pineapple juice, 
and a little bit of the maraschino cherry juice and a little bit of cornstarch slurry mm -hmm. and it turns into that sauce that's all it is and then you then you add your <clears throat> vegetables and, and uh, you know which is like green peppers and then uh, maraschino cherries and a little bit of pineapple and you pour that over basically fried chicken or fried pork that's all it is or fried shrimp or fried do. shrimp yeah yeah. Although I have to say that the ones that the sweet and sour that you usually get at Chinese restaurants like takeout, I mean, I don't even think it doesn't have. I always thought that was just like fucking corn syrup with red food coloring. Which in one? It. Like the like when you get sweet and sour chicken at like a Chinese takeout, and it's just like that thin red. It's it's just what sauce. I told you. Sometimes they don't put the um, uh, soy in it, and 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 the garlic and the ginger. That's what so I'm saying. Just so I thought it was just ketchup. Kind of like Right. Vinegar. See, I forgot to add vinegar. Ketchup, vinegar, and uh, juice. Pineapple juice with thickening agent. That's it. Yeah. It's made out of nothing. That's why they can. That's why they can charge what they charge and give those portions. That stuff doesn't cost anything if you buy it in bulk. Not in this country. Well, and like I said, it's kind of like the Chinese takeout by art just up the street from our house. It's like a good deal because you get a lot of food for ten fifty. Yeah. And it's really enough for two people. Or if you're just one person, it's enough for two meals. Like, I think yeah. it's enough for lunch and dinner. The um, A lot of the stuff that makes Chinese fast food taste so different is not the ingredients. It's the fact that it's cooked in a wok. And woks, you know, are very high temperature frying, you know, in a pan. And they use walk tools, which are like little screens and fucking like, yeah, like a little net, metal net. I forgot what you call it. Like a, not even a slotted spoon. Like a sieve? More like a sieve. They're using that. They're using a big old spoon looking thing to stir, like a huge wide spatula. And uh, you just take, to make that egg foo young, it was just uh, beaten eggs. Uh, I think a little bit of water. I think it's watered down a little bit, and there might be some seasoning in it. I think there's green onions in there. Might be green onions, and there's some kind of little vegetable mix that they're going to put in there, and they're going to um, throw that into a super hot wok, and as it solidifies, they throw a bunch of bean sprouts on top of it and flip it over, mm -hmm. and it just, as soon as it starts floating and it's brown on the side, they pull it out and throw it in there. Any, any ingredients that they're going to put in there, like the shrimp and the chicken, it's already pre-cooked. They just throw it in there, make it an omelet. It's all and put gravy on it, put it next to rice. Nothing wrong with that. Chinese omelet. I mean, to be honest, like, I love eggs. I could eat eggs. Well, actually, when I lived by myself and yeah, didn't have much good. money, like, eggs were cheap, you know what I mean? And so. Nutritious. Yeah, and I would just kind of like, shit, I would, I'd go like all week and I would just kind of have, I'd, all I'd have was like a, you know, a couple dozen eggs and like a thing of bread. I would just come home from work in the middle of the night and fry up a couple of eggs and like put it with toast and that'd be dinner. That's you why you weighed 125 pounds then. Well, yeah, because that's all I was eating. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I did cute, eat some other. You were cute though. Well, yeah, well, you were about one twenty-five, I think, weren't you? I went down to one eighteen. One eighteen. But like I yeah, said, it was I... too light. She was. Too, she got too skinny for yeah. a bit. Yeah. I always thought you looked better around one thirty. Yeah, like my goal, my my yeah. ideal weight, I feel like is one thirty-five. Yeah. Like I, that's when I felt like I looked the most. Put some shape on. Normal. Yeah. Because I felt like I liked being like really, really skinny, but then I thought I looked strange. You do like, want to know what she looked like at one thirty? Just look up Angela White. She looked like Angela White. He's always preparing, yeah. comparing me to yeah, preparing looked, me, comparing com me. Yeah, to you look like, I'm not yeah. drunk. I promise. Yeah, I just can't talk. Cross between <laughs> cross between Angela White and Sophie D. That's what she looked like. Zach says, "Aren't eggs bad for cholesterol?" Um, 
No. Not as much as you might think. I mean, the thing about it, here's what happened. Like, I had really, really high cholesterol back in the day. Like, I was, you know, a lot overweight. Like, I was probably, like, 200 and... How much did I weigh at my... I was, like, 220, 230, something like that. Like, at my highest weight. And my cholesterol was, like, off the chain, which actually, like, runs in my family. Like, high cholesterol. My mom has it. My grandma has it. Everybody, like, on that side. So they were basically like, well, you need to get your cholesterol down or else. And they were going to put me on, um, what's that fucking uh, cholesterol? Lipitor. Oh, shit. That's just this. And yeah, and my mom had been on it and my sister had been on it. And they're like, don't go on that shit. Like, it just makes you feel like dying. And I was just kind of like, yeah, I'd rather. Well, I don't like to take things anyway. Like, I'm just, that's just the way I am. And I don't usually have to. And I just got used to not doing that. So, um, so I'm like, yeah, I think I'd rather not. Even though my doctor was like, I really think you should. But I was like, no, I'm not going to. I said, I'll try to get it down naturally. And what I did was now I did cut out, um, a lot of meat. Like I still ate meat, but not as much. And usually I'd eat like chicken, turkey, fish, stuff like that. I didn't eat as much beef. I cut that way down. I did cut down on eggs. I mostly cut down on dairy. And another thing that helped a lot was eating oatmeal like every day, like in the morning and eating oatmeal and grapefruit juice. I did that for five months and my cholesterol went way down, yeah. like just from diet. Like I wasn't doing anything else different. Like I didn't take the, and that it doesn't work for everybody because some people it's just, you know, it's cause I know that some people have tried to do a diet. It doesn't work. It just depends on the person, but it worked on me. If you um, go on YouTube, just look, just Google or just, just search for, the Rock's trainer, and his name is like Doctor Tomazi. I think it was almost like my name, and um, I think he's an American guy though. And he's a doctor. He's jacked though. He looks good. He, he's he's a sports medicine guy, and uh, he'll tell you that um, the problem is not food. The problem is Americans. Americans are sedentary. They just sit all day mostly. They're not doing what you were evolved to do which is work hard all day trying to find food and kill shit or fucking working all day at a farm trying to plant food and so no you can eat eggs you can you you can eat dozens of eggs if you are active your your cholesterol is no problem well and the thing about it too i kind of feel like another thing that's a problem with americans particularly is that i don't think it's so much the food it's the portion size because if you go to like you know when i was in europe and stuff like that they eat like the question like fattier food than we eat but they don't eat as much of it and they walk around more and they're doing the more of that kind of stuff you know what i mean whereas americans will eat a lot more at one meal than there and they don't like move around as much americans are fat asses Compared to the rest of the world, look at Chi- look at the Chinese or the Koreans. You know they're very slender. Now, um, or at least they were when I lived there. I lived in Korea. Now I heard that they're starting to get kind of Western diets and Western lifestyles of sitting around on damn devices all day, which that's not the way they were when I was there. And they're getting a little, they're getting fat people. But fat people are kind of unusual, and you know, that's something you only see in rich civilizations where they have a lot of technology. Because most people have to go out there and fucking work all day. They can't afford this fucking cheap food, and their civilizations don't have cheap food. Or it's cheap food, but they're not making enough to buy even cheap food, you know. A lot of places are kind of like places like Pakistan. You know, they don't have enough money for even cheap food, a lot of them. So they're, and they're working, and they're, they're slender. Well, they could eat anything, you know, because they're, <clears throat> they're very active. 
Um, but he goes that that trainer he'll tell you that even portion size is not a problem if you're if you're doing weight training and doing hard work and you're working every day he, he says weight training you know even more if you want to lose weight weight training is even better than any aerobics because you're only burning calories when you're doing the aerobic exercise when you're weight training you're burning the calories for fucking 24 hours a day because you're trying to recover from all that tearing that you did a muscle tissue so I go out there and work for fucking a half, not even a half hour. Most of it's recovering in between shit I do. I'll be in my little gym here for a half hour, an hour. And if you were actually to condense it down to how long I was actually lifting, 10 minutes maybe total. And then I'll spend two days trying to heal up from that. And I'm burning fat the whole time trying to rebuild. You start throwing in fucking anabolic agents, it's even fucking more intense. It'll just take fat right off you. Some of them depending on what it is that you're on. But, uh, you know, that, that's something when you're older. When you're young, if you're under the age of 30, you should be able to do that just with weight training. You should really shouldn't need any assistance, you know. But uh, that's all it is. Aerobics is good at some things, you know what I mean? It, it does burn calories. It does take a little bit of fat off. It's just not as effective as other stuff that's out there. And, and you don't want to diet. Diets sometimes will just slow the metabolism down, which will make you hold on to the fat. Now, you can go into starvation mode, but you'll lose fat. You'll lose muscle first, and then you'll lose fat. Um, the best, uh, what he was recommending is actually eat. eat. Eat normally and just do a little bit of weight training. You'll lose a bunch of fat. I noticed that one of the easiest times that I lost weight was when I was in the UK. Even though I was eating way fattier food than I would normally eat because I was eating like, you know, Cornish pasties and fish and chips and stuff like that. But I walked everywhere. And how old were you during those times? 20s, right? No, 30s. 30s? Yeah, that's still pretty young. But that, because you had, like I said, I didn't have a car when I was over there. And like I said, it's much more of a walking culture. Even if you have a car, you drive to the city center and then you walk around all day, like doing your shopping and shit like that. And then go back to your car at the end of the day. Same as Boston. That's what I mean. So it's kind of like, that's why you see, you know, that's why you don't see. I mean, well, the thing about it, like over there now, now that they have the same like fast food and shit like that as us and their portion sizes are still not, well, they're still not as big as ours. I did see a video the other day that was comparing portion sizes in, like, McDonald's to America to Europe, and their portion sizes are still significantly smaller than ours. Yeah. Um, You know, so we probably eat, like, way more than we should be eating. Those German girls that were uh, I was hanging out with when I was up in Boston were tripping out over fucking portion size. You went to Chili's and they were just they they couldn't believe. Yeah, every European that I've known, like when the they came fuck? and ate at a restaurant, they were just like, yeah. "What the fuck? Like yeah. this is like three people's worth of food." Which it yeah. technically it, it is. is. And, and, it and is. really, none of us could eat it. I think it was Chili's. It was the one that had. She, she got that damn blooming onion. What was that? Where it's, blooming onion was? Where oh, was that's that? one of the steakhouses in that um Outback. Might have been is that Outback. Outback? Or is it? But I don't know. I don't know if it was a, the Bloomin' Onion or a copy of a Bloomin' Onion. It was like that. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of them have had that, that now because that I think was so iconic. I think it might have been Chili's or something. I don't think it was an Outback. And uh, we went out to a couple of them over a period of days, and they realized that they were all about that size. And I was just like, "Yeah, they're all competing with one another. Whoever gets the most, whoever hands out the most food for the most money, is going to get all the." Yeah. The customers. Well, shit, man. They, they don't it. pay anything for that food. Yeah. You know, that, 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 those corporations don't, you know, get great deals on that shit. 
You know, like there's no difference. They could give you three times the amount, and it really wouldn't cost them much more. I was thinking the other day because I saw a commercial for you know how Olive Garden has that never-ending possible sometimes. Yeah, oh man, that get you fat. And it's just kind of like, well, honestly, I'm sitting there thinking, well, they also give you like the unlimited salad Sal- and breadsticks too. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there going, how much? I would be interested to see like after you do breadsticks and salad, even if you don't get extra breadsticks and salad, if you just eat like what they bring you, you can't eat much of that. And then it's like, how much pasta can one person actually not, eat? Not much. You know what I mean? Not it's like, much. look, I love pasta. I'm not saying that. But it's like once I ate like one bowl, like especially no. if I had to have salad before, I probably want to throw up. It's you like it's too much. You can't eat that much of it. It's real filling. I'm like, I'd be interested to know if like people could actually go back and like get even more pasta. Like never any. But does anybody take advantage of that? And it's get, like, real three or fattening. Four? It's all carbs. That's what I'm saying. Real fattening. That's what um, I'm saying. I love pasta. It's delicious. But I yeah. can't eat that much of it. You see like... Back in Italy, when they, with you know, <laughs> a peasant wouldn't eat very much of that. You know what I mean? A small bowl, and that's what they. That was a whole meal. You know, that would keep them going all day. They're probably drinking beer and wine on top of that too, and maybe like a piece of fish, wrapped up piece of lettuce, maybe some olive oil on it, and some herbs. It wasn't these fucking mega huge fucking yeah, like Italian American salad bowl filled with like a, fucking, <laughs> a whole pasta. fucking. <laughs> two inch fucking it looks good I'm not saying that like I said I love pasta but 3,000 calories of fucking pasta I think it's more than that yeah actually. probably 5,000 probably I mean it would be fine if that's all you ate for like a couple of days yeah no there's no nutrition in it <laughs> no I'm just saying calorie wise yeah, yeah. you know what I mean yeah there's there's no nutrition in it really well, if you got one that had, like, other stuff in it, like right. cheese and veggies and, you know, some meat and stuff, then that it's would be It's equivalent right. to just, it's just bread. But. It's just like eating bread. You take a fuck, whole loaf of bread and smash it down into a bunch of little things, and that's that's basically mm, it. Bread. Like I said, I'm just, I, I don't think I could ever go on that, like, you know, because some people are just, like, all no carbs and everything like that. I know carbs will, like, put fat on you faster than anything, but I'm never going to, like, give carbs up. Well, you, I, you, I don't mind, like, not eating them as much. Well, you can't. Because everything but there's carbs in everything. That's basically. what I'm that, yeah, Anything that's you're what eating. I'm that's what I'm saying. When it comes to fast food, you can go to McDonald's or you can go to Burger King, and as long as you just get a fucking hamburger, and 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 don't get the French fries and don't get the the soft drink. I don't even trust diet soft drinks, and just eat that hamburger. That's actually not all that. It's not that bad. Not that bad. As long as you don't get one that has like 40 bajillion things yeah. and sauces and all that yeah. kind of crap It's on got it. everything you need. It's got a little bit of carbs. It's got protein on it. It's got vegetables. Some flavor. Well, that's... The I always kind of like the more club-type sandwiches. Yeah. Like, some of them have, like, the chicken sandwiches with, like, tomatoes and yeah. lettuce and shit like that. It's like, they... Now, I will say Burger King in particular is bad for this. They put too much mayonnaise on stuff. And I love mayonnaise, okay? I'm not saying that. But they're a little heavy-handed with the mayonnaise, at least yeah. when I go there. And sometimes, like, McDonald's... As much as I love the fish sandwich and as much as I love tartar sauce, I feel like they're a little heavy-handed with the tartar sauce on the fish sandwich. I think that's why the fish sandwich that's like the double fish, yeah. it has. that's why I think it's better because there's a better tartar sauce to fish ratio. Yeah, the, du- the double filet of fish. Because the single one, I always yeah. feel like there's a little thing of thing. Like, yeah. I like them. I get them sometimes. But there's then it's like a whole yeah. other layer of tartar sauce and it's too much. I have to scrape some of it off. The thing is, is that the double filet of fish has got that breading on it, and that's that's a lot of calories on it. You're probably better off just with the hamburger. I wouldn't. Well, yeah, if you look at the calories yeah. count, 
generally, um, yeah, if you get a if you get a burger like without cheese, yeah, like even if you get a double burger because it's just like bread, vegetables, and meat. Well, it's like actually, not the cheese that they're using is not cheese. The cheese they're using is uh, it's a cheese product. Yeah, it's it's, it's what adjacent. we would call American cheese or Velveeta. <laughs> it's whey protein, so it doesn't even it's it's good for you. So it's just it's probably nutritionally better than the meat, which uh, a lot of people have a hard time grip come to grips with that. But American cheese is not cheese; it's no, whey it's protein. Not. Yeah, it's not cheese, and that's why they give it out. You know, fucking welfare. You know, food assistance and stuff. They give out them big old blocks of government cheese. Because that's more like a meat. That's a protein. You you put a bunch of that. You know how in Idiocracy they would just put it in a bowl and eat it with their fingers. Remember that movie Idiocracy? They're yeah. just eating it. That would be actually be. That's like something a bodybuilder would do. Because that's that's pretty high protein, um, and the calories are kind of low for what it is. Um, so it's not going to add that much to that burger. The, the 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 worst thing on that hamburger is the bread. Because that's that's a lot of calories, a lot of carbohydrates in that, you know, for its size. Probably the most nutritious thing in there would be that uh, quarter pounder, the double quarter pounder. If you ate just that, that double quarter pounder, that'd be pretty good. It'd be pretty. Yeah, that's pretty it's good fairly balanced. I mean, yeah, for a balanced. fast food for fast meal, food. like yeah. it's you know, it's not ideal, but if no. that's like all you got, then there's a lot of protein there. Yeah. Uh, the calories are not that high. And it's going to say, well, 1,100, 1,200 calories. They're talking about the French fries and the soda with that, too. Yeah. the Yeah, the sandwich would, itself, is not um, that bad. I can't remember because I used to look up the calorie things like just out of curiosity. I think just a regular quarter pounder, it's maybe not, three 400 calories, yeah, something that like that. It's not, Maybe it's more. I can't remember. But it's not that much. Uh-huh. I was surprised at... Yeah. yeah, but when they say I like that they have the calories on there, but yeah. usually the calories for the whole meal, they're yeah. they're saying yeah you're gonna get French fries on the side and you're gonna get soda, soda and blah and blah. And that's blah. where it's all is. And man. that's where most of the calories. French fries are, are the killer. That's yeah. fucking all. Which carbs. is which is a shame because I fucking love French yeah, fries. Yeah, and, and, and McDonald's <laughs> got good French fries. They really do have good French fries. I mean, it's, and if we go to McDonald's, which we yeah. don't usually, and especially not now because there's not one around here, but I'm gonna get some fucking French fries. goddammit. it! But. If you're not a teenager. Or you're or you're just not jacked on fucking anabolics. That's gonna go straight to your waist. Your Probably, your metabolism yeah. got to be fucking running to uh, to take potatoes and turn that into something like flesh. It's gonna want to become fat. Uh, and then the the soda. And I think even zero calorie. I, I don't believe a zero calorie uh, uh, fucking diet soda. I read a thing saying, like, yeah, your body responds to that the same as it would be if it was sugar anyway. Well, Zach is saying, aren't diet sodas actually worse for you than regular I think ones? they might be. I'm, You know, I'm not sure if they're worse necessarily, but it's just kind of like, I don't know. It, to me, it seems like not worth it. Like I said, I'm not a big soda fan. I love them. Um, yeah, Tom's really them. into them. And, like, every now and then he'll get a wild hair across yeah, his ass. Liters, and he'll man. go get, like, some two liters or, like, yeah. stock up on those. Yeah. Like, it, he'll go to Winn-Dixie and get the Czech get, Cola yeah. or the Publix brand yeah, or whatever. You, I, I'm not going to spend more than a dollar for a two liter. But I don't drink any of them. Yeah. I just, I don't. And every I, now and then I like them. But, honestly, if I'm drinking out of the can, like, I'll have a sip or two. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. But it's it's sugar. Well, it's sugar. Yeah. that's And I suspect, I get the diet ones. Because they're not quite as sweet as the as because I don't like I don't like um, that uh, corn syrup. I like yeah. Mexicans drinks because it's cane sugar. Cane sugar, it's yeah. a lot. Better. A lot of people like those better. Um, it does have a better flavor. It's a lot more mellow. 
and it's mellower. Yeah, it doesn't have that weird sharp. Yeah, uh, and it's got more of a base flavor to it. Um, it more, it's not as sweet. It's more um, kind of rich in a way. It's more broadband. Broadband. The yeah. flavor's more that's, broadband. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, and I, I think sugarcane is a lot better for you. It's a lot easier to digest. You don't have so much of a of an insulin response to that. Corn syrup, you have a, a massive ins, insulin response against that. And, that, and it's that insulin response that's telling your body to store things as fat. It's like, man, we got this is a dangerous substance. We got to get this out of the system. Store it. Let's hide it. That's what it's trying to <laughs> Let's do. Stick it over here. Stick it over here. In this person's and, ass. Yeah. <laughs> walking around with real high insulin levels is not good for Caucasians. We really didn't. And the same thing with black people. We didn't really evolve to have high insulin levels. Now, uh, Japanese and the Chinese, any of them civilizations that were built on rice, they have a much better insulin response and a tolerance to insulin, which allows them to digest rice. Um, and this is that's a fact, okay? Uh, that's why they can eat rice and not gain a lot of weight, weight on it. And they have yeah, very low diabetes. All right. Um, black people are even more susceptible to diabetes than white people because even they are even less tolerant to having high insulin response insulin in their system than, than white people. It's just kind of like a, a fade from black to white, probably Hispanic too, and then into um, Asian. Asians are real insulin resistant and uh, they make a lot of insulin and it doesn't fuck them up so they can digest rice anybody who couldn't do that died thousands of years ago well that's what i mean that's why it's been because that's been part of their diet for like such a long time. thousands and thousands of years right well it's just kind of the same thing with like you know milk how like a lot of people that you know are lactose lactose intolerant because nordic people and white people can fucking just can digest milk but a lot of the rest of the world cannot Uh, because, you know, normally you lose that ability once you are weaned. Uh, Zach says, you ever hear of Tropical Smoothie Cafe? Yeah, we have some down here. I've never been to one, but we have them. Uh, they're a healthy food type restaurant, but their stuff is actually really delicious. Uh, yeah, I've never been there. Um, one that I used to like that it was sometimes in mall food courts and it was in our closest mall, which is like 18 miles away, but, um was in the Altamont Mall was Nature's Table. They mostly made smoothies, but they had like really good sandwiches and soups and stuff too. But last time I was there, they had closed, unfortunately. You talking about what's healthy? Well, he was talking about Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Okay, yeah. I've never been to one. And Zach said, um, I also really love Panera. Yeah, I really like Panera too, and McAllister's. Panera, um, I don't know if they have it anymore, but they used to have this fucking fantastic uh, mushroom like panini. That was like a whole, there was no meat on it. It was just like cheese and tomatoes and stuff like that. I think it was mozzarella. And it had like this big ass fucking mushroom on it. Almost yeah. like it was like a pat of meat. Oh my God, that shit was delicious. Yeah, those those restaurants are all good. Even that smoothie stuff's good. I'll fucking love that. But that's all real sugary when you think about it. Fruits are fucking, you have calorie problems with that. And then Panera, everything's bread and cheese and creams. Yeah, it's good. But man, that's... It's, it's it's fattening, you know, and and it's, it is, but it's fattening. The cleanest meal you could get out of a restaurant is is like a, a high quality Chinese buffet. Just don't get the noodles, don't get the rice. Focus on the sh- the boiled shrimp and the meat, and you can you have the sauces and everything. 
Uh, you can eat a lot of that because just steal some protein. I mean, you you went in there, you know, you punish them for having a buffet, you know. Don't try to fill up on rice and bread and fucking egg rolls and all that crap. They want you to buy that because it'll fill you up. But that's where all the fat's going to come from. Go straight to the meat. And it's okay if it's deep fried because you're gonna it's going to have some carbs on it. And then try to... I always get some of the damn crab rangoons. I can't, I can't resist. I always them. get at least one of those. Yeah, I can't resist them. All right. Usually, I'll just get one. Yeah, and I'm like that's the only thing. Yeah, I would get like two. <laughs> All right, and then I'm going to get the sautéed mushrooms. Never they eat a bunch of those. Yeah, eat I like a, the um, pepper steak because that's just meat. Pepper steak. That's just meat, peppers, and onions. That's really good. yeah. Like and that. then the uh, the one with the uh, still have uh, chicken uh, special chicken breast with broccoli. Eat a lot of that. Yeah. All the uh, I like all their shrimp. I like all their fish stuff. Yeah. Like, cause it depends on the day that you go, but sometimes right. they have more fish stuff than others. Yeah, and if they got the crab legs out for the extra four bucks, you four or five dollars, you get those too, and then just eat crab. And um, but I, there's been times when we've gone there. We went to Koi Wan, and I think I pretty much only ate shrimp. And I'm, yeah. I punished them. I probably ate four or five pounds of shrimp. Yeah, I'll eat shrimp and like some of the like the little oysters. They're not yeah. raw oysters. They're they're mussels actually. They're mussels. I mean, yeah, yeah. steamed mussels. But then like I'll have a little bit of that. I usually have some wonton soup because I do really like mm. wonton soup. But then yeah. I'll just try. To, I'll have like a little bit. I don't get any noodles. I don't get any rice. Yeah. I don't get anything like that. I'll get like some pepper steak and yeah. I'll see what what fish dishes they have. Yeah. Because they'll usually have like a bunch of different kind of fish and yeah. I like that. If you pick through it. And if oh if they had now if they have yeah. peanut chicken yeah I'm having gonna, that yeah, you're have that peanut chicken's delicious some of even stuff though like, it's, some of that some of those proteins are very high in sugar and peanut and all it's it's gonna be like candy but it's okay because you're not eating you're not eating all that rice and all those noodles you know yeah. so you're kind of making a trade there and it bums yeah. me out because man I love lo mein I love yeah lo I'm not a big I I could take I like her, too I could take or leave rice I don't really care yeah. about rice. But I love fucking noodles, yeah. and I love romaine. I love noodles. Any kind of noodles. The fucking glass noodles. And just, I love that. David just showed up. You going out tonight, David? We're going to go to... Um, we're Memento gonna go, Mori. Yeah, we're going to yeah, uh, that's Barbarella's. Tonight. Yeah. We haven't been, because we missed the last one. Because I was broke. Yeah. So we didn't go to the last one. Well, deviled they, did, they were, did two last months. You're talking about deviled eggs. Deviled eggs can be rough on you, because there's a lot of mayonnaise in there, and there's a lot of... But I love them, too. Yeah, deviled eggs are good. Yeah, I didn't like them till I was older, which is really weird. Yeah, I was always don't like them. For some I was reason. always a big fan of eggs growing up. Like I loved fried eggs, um, but for some reason boiled eggs yeah. like weirded me out. But then when yeah. I was older and like I ate boiled eggs, I'm like, wait, oh, these are good. Zachary's what the fuck in, was I thinking? Zachary's in there complaining that I'm getting him to think about these skinny Asian. Guys. <laughs> I, get, I get Zach thinking about skinny Asian guys and cute Jewish boys. He likes them good Jewish boys. We'll see. There you go. That's what it is. Now he's going to be like all... He had his thing for Leonard Nimoy when he was a kid, see? I so also have, sudden, I also have a is. thing for Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Leonard was a sexy motherfucker, man. He was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No shame. Yeah. It's like... And honestly, yeah. like I said, like our friend, Laura, uh, yeah. she just... She's significantly younger than us. Uh, she thinks... She's in her 30s, I think. Or maybe early 40s. And she yeah. just discovered classic Star Trek... And so yeah. I was talking to her, like, at Mannequins, like, a couple, like, a month or two ago. 
And she had just discovered that, and she was like, oh, my God, Leonard Nimoy, like, Spock is so fucking hot. And I was like, right? And she was like, I thought I was the only person. And I was like, girl, you don't even know, like, the whole fucking history of the shit. So she was like, she felt a lot better because I think she felt like she was alone because she was the only person that thought Spock was, like, super hot. I'm like, oh, my God. No, when that series was running... Uh, yeah. they were, the 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 studio was just getting uh, love letters from women about there had to be more Spock, and they realized that they thought Kirk was going to be the sex symbol. Turned out it, he he got action. Yeah, but, but he got action. Girl, women liked him, but mostly guys liked Kirk. Gr- girls liked fucking Spock because Spock yeah. was unattainable. He was he was a guy you couldn't get. He was like a forbidden fruit, because you could say. But then they they threw in. But yeah, threw, I mean Shatner was a kind of a hoe. Yeah, yeah. The Shat was the Shat was just typical male He'd sleep bravado. Sleep with any green skin bitch that wandered yeah. past. He was he was kind of typical male male alpha bravado. It was the alpha sigma thing going on between the two. And then um, uh, evidently, uh, uh, fucking Bones McCoy. There was women that liked. Older women liked McCoy. I get that. Yeah, I get that. You know, women in their forties and fifties liked McCoy. Well, he has and a very he has an appealing personality because yeah. he's kind of like crotchety, but he's also like really compassionate yeah. at the same time. Which that that juxtaposition is right. very appealing. I see that. So the, so what they did is they made what was called the uh, uh, the triad. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 the, and they started to write the stories around Kurt, Spot, and McCoy, and. Uh, that's really when the series started rolling. They were giving the audience what they wanted. And you had, like I said, the Alpha, the Sigma, and then I wouldn't call him a Beta. He was just a, the Compassion. You had... you had. He wasn't a Beta. He was just a normal yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. He, he, well, he was kind of Alpha. Yelling at people and shit. Right. That's what I mean. I don't know. Uh, well, was, I think that whole classification is dumb anyway because yeah. everyone... Well, there is a... There is an... an, an uh, there is a, an alpha and a beta and there, there there is that kind of stuff. It's just that it's not necessarily permanent. It's... It can change. It depends on dynamics. But, like I said, that's not science. That's just... Uh, it's not even sociology. It's just... It's manology, you know? Um, it's bullshit, in other words. No, it's, it's real for us. It's real, it's real for us. It's bullshit, in other words. It's real for us. It is true. It was... Um, you had... Um, you had... Kirk was about passion. All right? Spock was about logic. And then you had... Uh, McCoy was about compassion. You know? Yes, he was like the perfect. Yeah, so that's what, like if you combined all of them the together, it might be like, like the perfect it. man. Yeah. Well, I mean, from a so honestly, like I think Spock is the perfect man, but you know what I mean. Uh, Zach says, "I never had a thing for Leonard Nimoy." Shush. Leonard Cohen, meanwhile. Okay, yeah. well, okay, I'll give you that. Leonard Cohen. I I thought Leonard Cohen was kind of hot too, and I'm, I like really like his music as well. Granther said, "Wasn't Spock the original incel?" No. No, because no, he wasn't a man. Well, and one, yeah, he was an alien. Yeah. And that was just how their shit worked. Yeah. He, and he, he was, it wasn't far. like involuntary, no. was it? It's no. just like, that's just the way their culture was. And it's like, well, then also he his had, biology. He only right. made it once every, what was it? The uh, seven years or eight years. He, he went through pond far, kind of right. like the salmon, kind of like salmon having to yeah. spawn. He wasn't human. That wasn't what he, well, he was half human. Right. He was half human. But, uh, No. Spock had emotions. It's just that he had he, he had them wrapped up. 
You know what I mean? See, you that control. I think it. that's what I always related right. to because I kind of feel like people that don't know that much about Star Trek or don't yeah. know about Spock, they're just like, oh, he was emotionless. No, he, he wasn't. He had emotion. Yeah. He actually had stronger emotions yeah. than humans. Yeah. Vulcans over time, because they had these volcanic emotions, they were killing each other. Right. They were killing each other, so right. they learned to suppress exactly. them in specific ways. So they still had them. Yeah. They just knew how to like fucking do it. And see, I was like, I think that's what I related to because yeah. you knew that all there was like this seething cauldron of emotion going yeah. on underneath there yeah it wasn't like he was a sociopath or anything like he didn't have any emotions no, he was holding it back he was, was just holding it back like he had learned to do that and i think that was what appealed to like to me yeah. like for his character they, they adopted those philosophies because they had such a destructive and violent right history they were filled with uh uh rage hatred violence and, 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 and lust is what they were. <laughs> and they had a real violent history. And uh, they changed over time. They were the, basically the same species as the Romulans. The Vulcans yeah. and the Romulans were just basically the same. They were cousins. They were related. So if you ever see, you know, this real good episode, you know, where Spock and the Romulan captain and shit got it going on. That might have been in. Um, that might have been in uh, Star Trek Continues. Uh, I think some of that was con- some of that was got picked. Remember when they were trying to steal the cloaking device? Yeah. 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 If you guys want, if you if you like the old if you like the old series, you got to see Star Trek Continues free on YouTube. It's fan made, but it was written by a lot of the same guys. It has the kids of the people who played the original characters in there. It's real Star Trek. And it's it's the final season of the of the old series, and it ends where it basically ends where Star Trek the motion picture kind of begins. You know, there's supposed to be like ten years there. I think. Yeah, they're like filling in the gaps. They're filling like, the gaps. Yeah. yeah. American Military 100. General question: Can you guys solve a debate I'm having? Ooh, let's. Uh, okay. Was the group Echo and the Bunnymen considered goth or post-punk? Um, Both. They're generally considered a post-punk or goth band, or uh, or uh, you know, like a new wave band. Goths but they like are them. goth adjacent. Yeah, goths like. Them. Um, you know, if you're a goth and you like Echo and the Bunny One, no one's gonna say boo at you. I mean, honestly, they were one of the earliest bands I got yeah. into, and they were actually uh, fun fact. They were the first band I saw live in 1987. A lot of a lot of recognized goth bands borrowed a lot from Echo and the Bunnymen in terms of sound. They were very Doorsy, Echo yeah. and the Bunnymen. Sisters but the of Mercy. Doors, but the Doors were kind of gothy, like yeah. proto-gothy. Do- Echo would say they were goth, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Proto, very proto, proto-goth. Proto-type sure. goth. Well, I would say what was more goth than that would have been the Velvet Underground, and they were linked in with, they knew Jim Morrison and all those guys. I think they crossed paths. And I also love the Velvet Underground. Yeah. Velvet I wouldn't come out and say they're a goth band, but they're definitely proto-punk, yeah. the proto-goth. He, Very, yeah, it was proto. It was, it was. Yeah, it was God. I mean, if you listen Especially to some, Nico. Nico yeah, if you listen, like, to, like I Nico. said, if you listen to Nico's album, The Marble Index, yeah, that is very, very like that's very yeah, gothy. Just, that's very gothy. It was just goth of its time, but to Echo and the Bunny Men kind of <clears throat> Sisters of Mercy took some from them. Fields of the Nephilim took some from them, and they just kind of had their own. Uh, uh, the Mission UK kind of took some from. They just. The goth versions of it just kind of made it a little darker and a little little heavier in some ways, depending on what they were going to do. 
I mean, I'm gonna say like no, what, Echo and Bunnymen was great. Echo and the Bunnymen, um, their album Ocean Rain, which came out in '84, I think, is one of my favorite albums of all time. I fucking love that album. Yeah. I still listen to it all the time. Like a lot of the like Porcupine was great. Like a lot of their shit was great, but Ocean Rain was like my favorite. Every single song on that is good. Every single song on that is good. Um, let's see. Do do do. Zach says it's also weird how Leonard Cohen wasn't really that good of a singer, but he's also amazing at the same time. Honestly, that's kind of like that kind of describes most everybody that I like, because I think it's more important to be a distinctive singer than a good singer, technically, because the world is full of technically good singers and technically good musicians. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome, but it's not that interesting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I know that's so, well, it's just kind of like, you know, as kind of like a sideline, the world is full of like beautiful people, but a lot of people that are beautiful kind of like look the same as one another. So I'm kind of more interested in like someone who stands out, like who is distinctive in some way. And that kind of like goes with looks, that goes with talent, that goes with anything. So I think that's one of the reasons I got really into like punk and post-punk and stuff like that is because, yeah, a lot of those people weren't great singers from a technical standpoint but as soon as they sung a note you knew who the fuck that was they were very very like distinctive Robert Smith. right it's like as soon yeah. as they sang you know who that is like that is a very distinctive voice and i think that's a lot rarer like i said it's very easy you know i'm not saying it's easy like to be a technically great singer but there's a lot of those there's a lot of those um it's a lot harder to come out and like be in a way and have a talent that comes out in a way that it's like maybe not technically correct or technically good, but is still like distinctive and really like resonates well, with people. Well, that's always been folk and uh, folk music. Sure. You know, that goes back to Mississippi Del- Delta blues and stuff. They were like, you know, technically those guys weren't any good. <clears throat> not by classical standards, but they were fucking, you know, Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters and all that. That's what I'm saying. They fucking sounded great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's going to come down, you know, like, you know, right. like that, yeah. See, that's, and yeah, yeah, shit like that, that's great. It doesn't have to be technically correct. No. I think that was the reason that a lot of people, and particularly like why punk came along and it was kind of like a reaction against prog rock because they saw that prog rock was like, you know, they were very interested, in, like much like jazz, they were very interested in being like technically proficient. And so they were just saying, fuck all that. We just want to like bang out some shit and like do our own stuff and let our own personalities come out. And it was a lot better. It was a lot more passionate because I kind of feel like I don't know, to a certain degree, if you're, like, technically really good at something, a lot of times, like, you lose passion in the process, and so your shit doesn't stand out as much. Not always. I'm not saying that that's always the case. But, like I said, I think that's kind of why, um, you know, I originally got into punk and post-punk. Because a lot of those kids, when they, you know, the kids that started, when they started those bands, they couldn't really play all that well. They couldn't really sing. Um, you know, but they had the balls and they had the passion and they got up there and they did the shit and some of the shit was fucking great. It was great. Like, because they were just enthusiastic and it's like, you know what I mean? And it stood out. So I don't know. I think in some ways, like it's important. It depends on the context. It, yeah. Like I said, because not, I can't just say that across the board yeah, because it depends on the context. Just look at this. Amy Lee is technically great. I like her. I fucking love her shit. And it's Gothic metal. <clears throat> it's kind of crisp and kind of her, her, 
her sound is very clean and very tidy for gothic metal. It's almost too classical, but I still fucking love it. I think it's great. And she's technically Yeah, quiet. I don't, yeah. Uh, she's not, you're not talking about a folk singer. You're not talking about a punk rock singer or a goth singer or anything. She's just like somebody that would be singing opera or something, kind of. Uh, and it's just power metal or gothic And I can appreciate metal. that, too. I appreciate she, that, too. We saw her live. She's great did, live. Yeah. I she's, bought him tickets one year yeah. for his birthday. She's great live, and, and it was a good band. Um... Then there are some people that are great. And it's not technically great from a classical standpoint, but then they just make a new standard. And that would that would be Rob Halford from Judas Priest going back to the 70s and the 80s. Not all of the albums were good. But when he was good, when they had a good album and good material, fucking Halford fucking delivered, you know. And he was great live, too. Uh... I think he sounded best in the early 80s, you know, 80, between 80 and 82, 84, 84, that's the Turbo Tour. He still sounded good, but then the music started going a weird way. 70s and 80s, man, fucking Rob Halford. People call him God. His, metal God, That's he trademarked that shit. He was the God of metal. He has an amazing voice. I'm amazing sure. fucking voice. And it was not technically correct a lot of the stuff that he did but it just sounded fucking great that's he just what I mean. made a new standard and to me i kind of yeah. feel like that's what matters yeah and i don't really know i mean this might be kind of like out of left field oh wait louis asking jenny is the killing moon on ocean rain yes it is um it only has eight good songs song. on it but they're all fucking fantastic yeah. that is such a good album it's just so good and that is like i i feel like in my opinion that's their gothest album like some people might want they were argue. goth that's what I'm saying. I, you know, a lot, pretty much every goth I've ever met likes Echo and the Bunny. Yeah. That's of that age, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, like I said, they were one of the first bands. Them, the Psychedelic Furs, Modern English, um, you know, and then like a little bit later, like Bauhaus, Aliens, x But like, I think Echo and the Bunnymen was honestly the one of the first things that I yeah. bought. Um, you could play that, you could play a lot of those songs off that album she's talking about. In any goth club, they'll dance to it. Oh yeah. They know big that. Time. Oh yeah, big time. Even the young, even the youngsters know that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like I said, I kind of feel like nowadays because of the internet and because all songs ever are immediately available to everyone at all times. So I kind of feel like a lot of, maybe not entirely, but I feel like the whole like, oh, that's old music or whatever. I I feel like a lot of that distinction has disappeared or at least has dissipated. Because a lot of the newer stuff is so corporate and so, because the record industry is not what it was. The newer stuff is so corporate and artificial. They're listening younger people are listening to the old stuff and then people are saying man 80s was fucking great 80s was great so was 70s if you knew what to look at knew what to look for i liked 90s they had some good 90s shit you know remember gorillas i liked them fucking uh, yeah that's uh that's damon albarn right he was uh, in he was uh blur i actually prefer blur to gorillas but um, his head was great oh man yeah i love um, there was a uh, rate uh there had a lot of good shit that kind of came and silently kind of came and went over time but they were they were really good 90s bands that they're very talented um what was i gonna say about that go ahead Zach says it's weird. I'm not much of a Nine Inch Nails fan, but I love um, Trent Reznor's film scores. They're kind of experimental and atonal and very unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. Um, I kind of feel like I saw Trent Reznor. I saw Nine Inch Nails in 1990 live. 
um, they were opening for Peter Murphy in St. Petersburg. Like, if you like Nine Inch Nails, you'd probably love you'd probably love uh, Gary Newman. Anything '90s Gary Newman, late '80s Gary Newman, he was fucking great. And he had, a lot of that, lot of Nine Inch Nails kind of borrowed from Gary Newman. Was it uh, Gary Newman? And the guys from Depeche Mode, I think, worked a lot together. Didn't they do a lot they of stuff? They did, yeah. And, and then I think Trent Reznor also was doing stuff with uh, with, with with Gary. I think. I think yeah, all of, yeah, all of them. Like Gary. they they did a lot of uh, yeah. stuff together. Yeah. Right. Well, because the guy. Um, and I, I prefer Gary Newman. His lyrics are fucking fantastic. Just go go listen to Dead Heaven. Gary Newman, Dead Heaven. And read them fucking lyrics, man. Yeah. Motherfucker was dark, okay? And I'm not, like, I'm not casting aspersions on Trent Reznor, but yeah. I do kind of, I do prefer Gary Newman, like, yeah. I, you know, in that way. But, but what I was going to say was that I saw Nine Inch Nails live in 1990. They op- He opened for Peter Murphy. And um, at that time, it's funny because Pretty Hate Machine had just come out. And so hardly anybody knew who this band was in 1990 like and it was early that's it was spring or summer and so i had pretty hate machine because i had a friend that had bought it and he's like oh this is pretty good and he he copied it for me like so i had heard it so i was like oh these are pretty good um but like nobody everybody just sit there and look looked at them which is hilarious they were just like um when's peter murphy coming on yeah. it was like it was so funny because like nowadays because they're like massively famous and yeah. everybody knows who they are but when i saw them in 1990 everyone's just like sitting there looking at them by the time 92 had rolled around and i was in the army every, every white dude in the army had that fucking pretty yeah everybody had everybody that. fucking had that's that what album. i mean this was like before they yeah. blew up I only had the album because I had a friend that was like real. He worked in a record store and he copied it for me. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. It kind of sounds like Skinny Puppy. And then like a little bit. And then I was just kind of like, okay, well, they're opening for Peter Murphy. And me and a bunch of my friends went to St. Petersburg, like on the west coast of Florida, saw Peter Murphy and Nine Inch Nails were opening and they were doing their whole thing. Like if you've seen the, um, had like a whole video, like with all the tape, like and all that kind of shit. That's kind of like what the live show was like. And so they were doing that, and I'm like, wow, they're they're really like, um, you know, leaning into this. And but everyone was just like sitting there, like stony face, like looking at them, which I thought was like fucking hilarious. Another one around that time that everybody, every everybody in the motherfucking army, if you were white and you weren't a fucking redneck, rednecks didn't buy this shit. Well, no. But uh, you know, if, if, if they were doing all the fucking Garth Brooks and shit. And with big old long belt buckles. Belt, yeah, yeah, I remember, remember that, that shit. I remember he, Garth Brooks. Yeah, and they were doing nonsense. that shit. Are we, they are were we still breaking just, my another achy, one that heart? hit. Another one that fucking hit was the cult, and I think it was fucking what was it? Electric? Uh, no, not electric. Uh, temple? Something other? Fucking something other? Temple? Sonic Temple? Sonic Temple? They everybody had that album. They played that shit. Fucking. I party. didn't have it. No oh, man, fucking. I'm not a big every, cult. I'm not a big fan. Of I the liked cult. the cult. Uh, I've. It was a goth band too. Well, the I goth liked them. Went full fucking. Like I said, I it, at I the love, risk of sounding like a hipster. I liked them when they were death rock, yeah. when they were southern death cult. Yeah, they were good. But then when they went cult and they went a little more L.A. glam metal, I was like, yeah, I'm out. I still liked it. I'm out. Sonic Temple was a fucking great album. And then there was another one that was, uh, after that, it was it was also really good. And then it came out with one that had a damn black fucking four-horned goat on it. That one was good, too. Um, 
It's just that it wasn't quite as cool as it was because it's now mainstream. But if you listen to it, I went back and listened to it recently. I said, no, this is good. And Electric, Electric, that first fucking heavy album they came out was really good. I saw them live opened up for uh, Billy Idol on the Whiplash Tour, uh, Whiplash Smile Tour back in, I don't know, 87. Might have been 87, 88, something like that. And uh, Pine Knob Theater in Michigan. Granthers knows. Me and Steve would go see that show. And, uh, man, they were great live. Fantastic. I don't know. For some reason, they just never... It was kind of like... I really got into the Sisters of Mercy, but I never got into, like, the Mission UK. Like, I like some of their songs, but I never... Their first album was good. They got too frilly. Too soft. I yeah, that's the thing. I kind of I was like, are you guys U two now? Or yeah, it's like they, 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 they kind to... of started sounding like mainstream U two, yeah. and it's like I didn't really like that. Like if yeah. I went back and listened to it now, it's it, still kind of like that. Well, is it? Yeah. Okay. It is. Um, but it's it, it sounds like Bono singing. It uh, does. I know. Well, the, the, maybe that's what kind of turned me off. Was like the, Wayne Hussey. Like I had like Bono. a couple of their albums. I had that white one. I forgot what it was called. It was something or other. It was white. It was their first album. And then I had God's Own Medicine, which is a reference to morphine, if you guys know this. God's Own Medicine. And it was, and it's got a, they're pouring out a ball of morphine. It's pretty weird. Uh, and that was also good. It was kind of like Sisters of Mercy with with Bono singing. But which, it has a very crisp and clean sound, highly engineered. See, and I'm not usually a fan of that. I like yeah. more kind of like grungy. Grungy, dirty. Dirty sounding Basement stuff. sounding, yeah. Well, yeah, I like that, more, that not was, always, but I'm. that's kind of more my job. That was the thing about them even in those days. I was like, this doesn't seem to have street cred. It sounds too pristine. It sounds yeah, too I don't like sound. that. I don't like that. Yeah, the, the recording qualities were real good. Um, yeah, which always makes me suspect. Yeah, maybe suspect. <laughs> I like fucking Gene Loves Jezebel better. Well, yeah, I did. Gino you know. Jezebel like was Discover really was one of the Discover first albums yeah. I bought, like on vinyl. Yeah. Now the first album I bought on vinyl was actually The Police Synchronicity in 1983. I was 11 years old. I had albums before that, but they'd always been like bought for me, like at my request. But when I had birthday money in 1983, I said I'm gonna go buy. I bought The Police Synchronicity. I think the second album I ever bought was Modern English After the Snow. Which was actually a year or two old at that point because I think that came out in 1982. And then I think the third one was maybe Psychedelic Furs, Talk, Talk, Talk. I think that was the the next one. But I bought that on cassette, not vinyl. Now, I had the Immigrant album. I had that one too, yeah. And I had Discover, and I had a couple of other ones. And I I loved them. Yeah, Discover was really good. I think I liked that one the most. And we saw them live at a local pub here. And well, the, one twi- of them, the anyway. twins have broke up. I saw one of the twins. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't even know which twin that was. Because <laughs> they both look I just like went up, they're twins. And he's by himself. You know what I mean? Like incognito. Like nobody knows who he is. And I just walked up to him and said, I want to thank you. When I was a kid, I bought Immigrant and Discover. And in fact, I grew up listening to your band. I, I, I really appreciate it. I love you guys. And he's like, thank you very much. And uh, he, I think he was impressed because I looked... Uh, my head was shaved then, and I don't. I don't think he realized that I was a fan. <laughs> well, the weird and, thing is that we and went. He was, he was like, "Wow, okay, you 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 know me." It says, "Yeah, I know you." And, and you know, and fucking, he was up there. And he would he did the porter, and he did the cow. He did all their old right songs. Right on plasty and all that shit. And, and we fucking, were right in the front. And we were like, "Holy shit! Holy shit! We yeah. do all these." 
<laughs> yeah, but a lot of people left, and it's only like fucking 30 or 40 people, and he's doing us, and he goes, they all left, but we all grew up together. Because yeah. I said that. He says, yeah, we grew up together. And fucking yeah, I knew like almost. I knew all but like yeah. I think one or two of the songs that he, he did. He sang the cow, and fucking and, and I was after like, the show, Holy so I, was just, I said, "Dude, you did the cow." And he goes, "Yeah, I did the cow." And I says, "Man, it's fucking awesome." I haven't heard that song for like fucking yeah, thirty yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. years. Yeah, and and fucking, I thought he was good mind. on his own. He didn't. He, he didn't, was yeah. And he had kind of like a backup band for hire. It was only part of the band because they had some problem with the tour. But yeah. Yeah, we saw them at Will's Pub. But it was, well, I think he was excited, like I said, because it did seem like, well, Will's Pub is kind of one of those venues where even if a band, because bands are always playing there. So I kind of feel like a lot of people will just go there to like hang out and drink and they don't give a shit like what band is on. So they're just like, oh, whatever, this is fine. So I think when like a band plays and like people get there and they were, they're really into it. I think the band is like really appreciative because they're like, oh my God, we thought nobody knew who we were. Yeah. We're all singing their songs. Kind of thing. He looks down and I couldn't believe it. I thought he was going to do like new shit. Like he did do a couple new songs, but it's like pretty much every song that he did. I'm like, oh my God, this, I know this song too. I was like, holy shit. something off of Immigrant or Discover. Yeah. He did like a lot of old shit. Which is a fucking crazy. You guys probably have no idea what you were talking about, but you can go on and just Google Gene Loves Jezebel. And go, go immigrant. Look at that album, and then the other album was Discover. Those two albums right there, fucking classic underground, kind of goth rock. Yeah, or goth adjacent. Goth adjacent rock. Goths liked it. Yeah. And uh, from the eighties. I mean, I bought. And that they shit. were really good lyrics. Good, you could. Uh, and they're they're from Wales. Yeah. It's a Welsh band, and it was two twins that were in the band. And, uh, the Aston twins. Yeah, the Aston twins. It never works out though, because look no, at fucking. They started Je- fighting look over at who fucking be in the band. Jesus and Mary Chain. Now they weren't yeah. twins, but they were brothers. Right. And I think the same thing happened with Oasis, man. Like a long time, like you have a band with your brother, and then like after a while, you just like, yeah. you don't want to see each other. Anymore. Yeah, and they're on the cover, and they they were kind of like wearing weird, like holly hobby, gender bending looking kind of outfits with big extensions and cool hair and shit. It kind of was trying to look a little bit like strawberry or like uh, strawberry switchblade, I think a little bit, and uh, the the crowd from uh, neo folk crowd from England. They're kind of trying to look. A bit, oh, I'm just. Oh, I thought that was. Uh, no, po- no. I thought that was Pookie Me. trying to jump up on a chair. Kind of like, uh, you know. But when you see him, you'll see what I'm talking about. But the music's really good, real good, and it's just kind of traditional rock layout couple of guitarists bass player drum drummer and uh vocalists and uh you can actually see the original lineup doing live uh, i watched a live show on youtube uh i think it was off of fucking the discover album and it was great they were great live when they were together just they started to fight over who should be in the band so then it became in two bands called there's Gene two Lo- Gene Loves there's Jezebel. two Gene Loves there's Jezebel Jay Aston's Gene Loves Jezebel yeah and whatever the other brother's Aston's name is yeah. that Aston's which seems a little petty yeah but I mean well the thing about it is that that's your bread and butter like that band name so it's like yeah. I can see how it's like you can't, Look, leave bro, it you can't really leave it it's like oh I'll just start another band with another name but like nobody knows who the fuck you are so yeah. you gotta start over from square one so I get how like annoying it kind of happened like. with Christian Death right that's had, what I'm saying that's Ross what I'm Williams saying. had a right to it and so did fucking Valor 
So there were two Christian deaths for a while. Fucking Valor. Valor. Yeah. Valor did have some good material, but... He did, yeah. I'm um, not saying that. But. Yeah, he did have some good material. I, I, I liked it. Um, Jatan Damone was usually working with him. And she's uh, the shit. I she's like, fucking I like, great. Yeah, yeah, I like her. Kind of a blues singer. Blonde chick. She was old back then, and she, but she was hot. She was like... 40-something and just... She has an amazing killer. voice. Holy shit, yeah. her voice is so awesome. White hair and bondage outfits and... You know, incendiary lover. Okay. And it just sounded like... She was just like a blues... Man, that's a great song. Blues singer. But she did... Uh, she did a great cover for Christian Death for... Uh, 1983, A Merman I Should Turn to Be, which is a Jimi Hendrix a song. Jimi Hendrix song, yeah. Yeah. And you, you, could pro- you can get it on YouTube. And she fucking does a great Jimi Hendrix cover. Um, but really, Roz Williams is uh, his version of it was better. He was kind of like the Gothic David Bowie. He sounded a lot like David Bowie. And they did a, they did some David Bowie covers. Yeah. He covered Time. That was probably like the best known one. <laughs> yeah, all the goths love David Bowie, man. That's what I mean. See, that's another thing. Like David Bowie, nobody would call him a goth, but. All goths liked David Bowie. Yeah. I can't think of I can't think of a single person that's like into goth music that didn't like David Bowie. Yeah, if you want to hear that album, that would be uh, Christian Death Iron Mask. Try that one. That one's got that one's got um, oh fucking what's his name in it? Fucking uh, shit, getting drugged up. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, Roz so. Williams. I think Roz, I think Iron Mask is probably his best one. When you say, um. I, like I, don't, I don't know. Like, I'd have to go back I and... I hear the rat-a-tat-tatters of bones kick over buckets. I don't know. What was the one before dry. that? What was the one before that? Um, only Theater of Pain, he's on that. I think that was my favorite. That's a good one. I remember me and my brother used to listen to yeah. that one. Like, That's the round one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gold, the old, yeah. I have it somewhere. Like, I have, like, piles of CDs around here someplace, but I don't ever listen to them anymore. Because now you can find everything yeah. online, so whenever I want to hear something. Zach says, I want to recommend my favorite band to you guys, Poets of the Fall. I've heard of them, but I don't actually ever think I've heard their music. Uh, Finnish rock group, amazing lyrics. The singer has such an amazing voice. I think you'd like them. Very diverse sounds. John Smith says, uh, okay, I'll look them up. I have heard of that band, but I don't think I've ever, ever heard of their stuff. Not that I remember, anyway. John Smith said, first CD I ever bought with my own money, Atlantis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Yep. <laughs> the first I remember C- that album being I, pretty good, though. It was all right. Uh, and um, it was like on the charts, I think. It was, yeah. That Yeah, it was everywhere. Yeah. I remember that. But the first, I remember, okay, so the first vinyl album I bought was Synchronicity, The Police. That was 83. Yeah, it was a good the album. The first I that one. cassette that I bought was The Walk by The Cure. I remember that. The first CD that I bought was Extricate by The Fall. That was 1989 that came out. And yeah, and I didn't actually have a CD player when I bought it, but I wanted it so bad that I just bought it and I said, well, I'll just take it to somebody else's house, my friend's house that has a CD player and I'll tape it. And then like later on, I got a CD player. I didn't have a CD player then, but I bought it because I found it in a store and I wanted it. Joe Nash said, do you remember when Laurie Anderson came out with Oh Superman in 1982? Yeah, I remember that song. I remember that song. And actually, matter of fact, I was watching the uh, Mystery Science Theater Turkey Day Marathon yesterday, which was streaming on YouTube. Uh, 
And they did the episode Warrior of the Lost World, and they make a Laurie Anderson joke in there, which always makes me laugh every single There's time. There's a bunch of 80s stuff that was top 40 when I was a kid. It just burned, it, they would just burn it, they would just burn it into you, and you would just like, get sick of it. Now, you hear it again, I heard it again recently, and I was like, man, this shit was good. I forgot how good Holland Oates actually was. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day, right? Colin Oates was fucking awesome. Yeah. All right, fucking Maneater. I liked Maneater at the time. Yeah. There are other stuff not so much, but... I liked everything I I liked it. I like it better now in retrospect. Yeah, looking back on it, it was a lot better. Very tight. Uh, And uh, it had a a flavor to it that was just really good. Its gestalt was good. And I didn't remember it being that good. I, I feel like the the 1980s, particularly yeah. like their first half of the 1980s, maybe even in like the late 1980s, I kind of feel like there was this whole like um, white boy R and B thing, like which was very much engendered by Hall and Oates. But Hall then, Oates, yeah. like later on, you Blue-eyed had so, soul is well, what it's called. that's yeah. So then, like you had like yeah. ABC, like yeah. would do that kind of shit. Yeah. Like later on, you had like the Blow Monkeys. You had like bands like that that were like white as shit. But we're doing this kind of like retro like R and B thing, which I don't know. It's like I I don't know if I was like so into it at the time, but like when I hear it now, like sometimes I'm like, oh, you know what? That was pretty good. You know what I mean? Every now and then. How are we doing on time? Um, it's only seven. Okay. So we're fine. Yeah, it gets dark early now, so. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. John Smith said, "Creepy fact: British serial killer Dennis Nilsson." Listen to O Superman many times when killing his victims. Oh, that's great. Well, no accounting for taste, I guess. It's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm always, like, surprised when, like, serial killers like cool shit, though. You'd always think there are serial killers. They'd probably like some lame shit, but every now and then you kind of... I don't know why, but, like, I don't know why this made me think of this. But, you know, everybody's seen Silence of the Lambs, right? The movie? So... Buffalo Bill, like, in the last scene where uh, where Starling is, like, going down there, like, trying to get the girl out of the, you know, basement or whatever, that song that's playing is The Fall, and it's a song called Hip Priest, which is a great fucking song. I love The Fall, by the way, um, in case, and I know a lot of Americans don't, I don't know, it's, a lot of Americans don't really, aren't really into them, but I, I don't know, like, I, I really, really like them. I have almost all their albums, which is crazy to say because they have like a million they put out like two or three a year for a very long time uh not anymore sadly because mark e smith has died but um yeah so i was really into them so like when i first saw that movie and i heard the song in the background I'm like are you fucking telling me that jonathan demi who directed that movie is telling me that like oh um people that listen to the fall are serial killers because i think maybe i'm offended <laughs> i wasn't offended but I just thought that was funny that he put that song in there. You know what I mean? Because I recognized it immediately. Like while she was walking around the thing, I'm like, oh my God, I recognize that fucking song. You can, you can barely hear it. Like, but I recognized it because I really, really like that song. Joe Nash said, uh, remember Frankie Teardrop by Suicide? Yep. I remember that, uh, song. John Smith said, Silence of the Lambs did ruin Goodbye Horses. I don't think it ruined it. Honestly, it made that song super popular. You know what? Like not last time we were at, mannequins they play goodbye horses every motherfucker gets out on that dance floor everybody everybody so everybody's still into that song and that's it's because silence of the lambs that's it's because silence of the lambs 
Well, it's just kind of like, you know how just recently um, everybody suddenly got back into Running Up That Hill, that Kate Bush song? That's exact. That's down to Stranger Things. Stranger Things featured it on that episode, and then now suddenly everybody knows that fucking song. So it's just kind of like, and look, I've always loved that song. And so now I almost feel kind of like conflicted because now they play it at the club because all the people are like, oh my God, it's a song from Stranger Things. And I'm just like, well, shit. I kind of want to dance to this song because I've loved this song like forever, but now everybody knows what this song is and now they're going to think I only know it because of Stranger Things, but <laughs> but I've known about this song since the 80s. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, it's very, and it's kind of the same thing. It's like Goodbye Horses is kind of the same thing. I kind of feel like that's, you know, people knew that song beforehand, but then when it was in Silence of the Lambs, then everybody knew it. A lot of people you know? know the covers of, uh, of uh, Goodbye Horses more than the original. Mm. Q Lazarus was just an un- Q Lazarus was just an unknown unknown goth band. I mean, she was just a taxi cab driver. Yeah. At the time. <clears throat> it's crazy to think about. Yeah. And didn't there she you know like that singer is that singer that singer that's a black female singing. A lot of people don't Didn't know she it. just like go into like hiding or they couldn't find her like for a yeah. long time after or some shit like that. It was just like some one off. Yeah, some people think that's a dude. That is not a dude. That's, no, that's it's a, a black, woman. It's a black female and a goth dude doing that music together. I think that was I think that might have been her boyfriend. I don't know. Okay. But it's just funny how yeah. that fucking that just really resonated, I guess, like for that particular scene. Yeah. Although like I said, that fall song Hit Priest was in Silence of the Lambs too and no one gives a shit about that except me cuz I It's like a great that song. song. It is. It, that's that's what I mean. And it's like honestly, it's such a good song that I don't even care. Like they play at the club all dance to it. Yeah. I'll dance to it. Yeah. Same with the Kate Bush song. I'm like, ah, fuck yeah. it. I'm going to dance to it anyway. I don't care if people just think I know it because it's a stranger thing. <laughs> no, I knew it beforehand. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, they're talking about... Hey, Dave, you going to go... Uh, you going out tonight? You he going... said he was going to Mannequins. Going back? Yeah. Okay. He said he was going to Mannequins. Zach says, I watched Silence of the Lambs recently and never realized how cool the cinematography is. All those close-ups are so unique. Honestly, I love that fucking movie. And... You know, I was thinking about it the other day. I don't think we've ever reviewed that movie. If we do that, we got to do them all, because I, I actually like Hannibal Rising the best out of all of them. I don't know. I like Silence of the Lambs best out of all of them. But. Uh, Hannibal Rising's better. But uh, whatever. They're all good. But even the one with... Uh, uh, okay, Pope. Not mine, Hunter. What's the, what's the, it was like the last one. Number three. Or number two. It was good. Remember the guy who was eating the pictures of the dragon? Yeah. Uh, was the name well, the one? book was called Red Dragon. I don't know. Yeah, Red Dragon. Name. That was a good one. And then... Um, that one's all right. I liked him. Zach says, uh, oh, damn, I just Googled uh, Q Lazarus. She actually died this past summer. Oh, Six, she did? 61 okay. years old. Okay. Yeah. There's been a couple covers of it, too. Because, yeah. like, sometimes um, they still play the cover of it, too. Like, at the... Club sometimes I think like last, last time we were at Memento Mori they played like sixty one that died that's dying young. John Smith said uh, seeing a weird Chris Isaac cameo as a SWAT team member. See, I wondered about that too. Like I was watching it, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking Chris Isaac. Look at that motherfucker. I don't know why he was. Chris randomly. Isaac's great. He's got a lot. I, of good yeah, songs. I really like. He's Chris got a lot Isaac, of good actually. Yeah, I have a couple of his albums somewhere. He's chilled, chilled out guy. You know chilled out music but it's just funny how just he always good. like turns up in these movies yeah i think yeah. but wasn't he in a couple david lynch movies too i want to say yeah 
We made a guy a lot of friends. Yeah, I guess so. People like his shit. It's good chill out music. Zach says, like I miss fucking Hope Sandoval. From Mazzy Star. Mazzy Star, yeah. yeah. She sounded great. She had man. another band with the she dude from the Jesus and Mary chain. Yeah. Like one of the brothers from the Jesus and Mary chain. Yeah. What the fuck did they call him? That was a long time ago now, I feel like. I didn't love it. I didn't love like their collaborations. Like it was okay. But on, honestly, that Mazzy Star album, um, not yeah. the not the one that everybody has. Yeah, some of something or other stars to see you bright, some bullshit like that. She hangs brightly that, yeah, was the name of the. Bright. That was the one that I had. That, that album, had um, Hala on it, which is a great fucking. Song. That Mazzy Star album was the uh, '90s goth hookup album. That was the album that your goth girlfriend put on white when, when you were gonna throw down. <laughs> she put the incense on and the candles and shit. Put the Mazzy Star album, and it would just be straight fucking. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was like the goth fuck album. Of the, of the it was pretty much yeah. yeah it was pretty much yeah and fucking Hope singing her fucking voice was fucking great it was kind of it kind of sounded like Switchblade Symphony a little bit but just well, the music was very, different well it's very real soothing uh, yeah it's like it's very laconic yeah and it's very kind of like yeah goth girls would put Mazzy Star on or the Cockatoo Cockatoo, cockatoo twins. twins on for yeah, sex yeah I could see that that was the sexual albums and it wasn't yeah. just one there were several <laughs> girls that they did that. that that was the 90s thing. I can, well yeah I can see that I can see that it was good music the thing about well the at least the early Mazzy Star stuff was because I know they got real big later but I kind of got into them with their with the earlier album they have like a very like midnight in the desert like I'm driving yeah. my car yeah my my convertible like yeah. in the desert like in the middle of the night and like nobody is around and I really like that that vibe yeah you know what I mean? I think Hope was from the desert. She was, yeah, uh, yeah, she yeah. was like Mexican American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think from New Mexico or Arizona or something. But it had a really cool like nighttime in the desert yeah. kind of vibe to it. Yeah, which and I really liked. She wasn't goth, but her music was. Uh, she looked more kind of folk. Little dresses, yeah. little dresses and stuff, little baby doll dresses and her hair. And I kind of feel like in the 90s, there was kind of like a whole, it wasn't goth, but it was like goth adjacent mm-hmm. kind of thing where you yeah. had these sort of like, these very wispy like yeah. female vocals. And so we, like you had like Mazzy Star, you had like the Pale Saints, you we had like some it, people we, like that. We called it goth ambient. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. It was like ambient, it was like ambient. Is what we of. called it. I mean, it's not quite ambient because I think that's yeah. its own thing. But like, right. that's kind of like what. I'm trying to remember was. that thing. It's goth etheric. That's what we called it. Yeah, like goth or ethereal. Yeah, goth etheric. I that's think is, right. what, is what we used to classify that as, even though they didn't consider themselves to be goth bands. And like, um, I'm sure like regular people listen to them as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Normal but they, people. but they, they, like I said though, they had the they cool hair. And they wore little baby doll dresses, like little Wednesday Adam type dresses. They they might not all be black, but they they dressed like that. You can see pictures of them, and they would uh, had cool videos of like them in the desert in cars and just kind of there was a romantic element to their material, and it it had a feeling of depth to it, uh, uh, of a deep meaning. It may have all just been sleight of hand tricks. But the music was so good, you could put what you wanted into it. You could read into it. And they were just good, chill-out music. Get high to it or 
have sex to it, you know? When you're young and you're in your 20s, you can throw down, you know? Fucking, that's how it was. That's how it was. We didn't have fucking mobile internet and mobile devices and you weren't being inundated with data and information and time moved a little more slowly back then and everything was personal and you wrote letters and love letters and shit to each other and shit. Now it's all texts and emails and shit. Actually, the email's getting fucked. That's old people shit, but... Yeah. Zach says, I, no love that, I love that Chris Isaac song that was in Wild at Heart. Yeah, Wicked Game. Wicked that's, Game. That's a great fucking song. I have that that's album, a, and I have, one. like, one other one of his, yeah. but I can't remember what the yeah. name of it is. John Smith says, in my day... Fall in love. <laughs> He's got a great voice, honestly. Yeah, yeah he can sing. And, you know, the sing. fact that he... Was, and honestly, like, I really like a lot of the music that David Lynch chooses to be in his movies, yeah. because David Lynch really likes that... Like I said, that Midnight in the Desert vibe. I like music... This is not the only thing that I like, but I really like music that has a specific... I don't even know if there's a word for it. But it has this specific vibe to it where I'm in my car, I'm driving on this abandoned road in the middle of the night somewhere, and like it's all like lonely and spooky, and there's like nothing else around, and you're listening to this song, yeah. and I made a whole mix like that, like one time, a long time ago, songs that gave me that vibe, and I wish I had a word for it, but I don't. I'm like not really sure, and like it's hard to explain to somebody else unless you just give them examples of it. But that song is one like that, and like I said, a lot of songs that turn up in David Lynch movies, he seems to like that kind of shit too. So yeah. it's that kind of like vibe to it. John Smith says he liked Hannibal Rising too, an under an underrated, underappreciated fucking answer. It's um that was kind of like the uh, the Batman Begins of fucking of serial killer movies. How how Hannibal had became who he was, and it, it was a classy European flick, and it was a period movie. It went shit so classy. It was a classic fucking European <laughs> flick. It's all classy and shit, and it, I, and they did a great job making things period because they went were in the forties where they had the fucking Soviet T thirty four fucking tanks. They even had a bicycle strapped to the side of the turret. Accurate, accurate. When the Soviets ran around in their tanks, they'd have a bicycle strapped to the turret. People didn't realize that. Because when you park the tank, how are you going to go down to the fucking... How are you going to get a beer? How are you going to go to town and get something? You know what I mean? Because they were, they were an allied tank. So they were mostly in friendly territory. They rode on a bicycle. You couldn't take the tank. And then uh, accurate MV Augusta, classic 1960s MV Augusta, or late 50s MV Augusta fucking motorcycles and shit. Um, just did a good job of re recreating those air that era. The guns, Tokarev fucking TT Tokarev pistols. Just um, I thought it was a cool flick, and it was kind of like the Batman Begins of serial killer movies. Now Hannibal's kind of a good guy in a way, and he just becomes a savage tribal warrior like the samurai. And it says how he became that way. He was judge, jury, and executioner wherever he went. If you were fucking rude, he was going to eat you. <laughs> and then it got down to, well, how this, how did cannibalism come into this? It makes sense when you watch that movie. They ate his sister, so he's going to eat them. And he got into that habit. And then he realized he became what he hated. He became what he hated. 
You know, I hate when I cannibal. get into the habit of cannibalism. Yeah, he became a cannibal, and uh, he was a cannibal now, and he hated it. Fucking, you know, whoops, he hated I need himself. to quit doing this, seriously. And then, what's that? I said, I, I was like, whoops, I need to quit doing this, yeah. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> need to quit eating people. It's a bad habit. Uh, there's it's more to habit. it than that, but I want to spoil the movie. See Hannibal Rising. Great flick. I got it on Blu-ray. Noel Bailey said, Tom, have you ever seen the guy called Liver King? Yeah, I've just seen little... Mostly comments about Liver King and videos made by people in the in the fitness scene online. Them talking about Liver King. What, what does he want to know about Liver King? I don't know. Just asking. I've seen him. Liver King's not natural. If that's what you're thinking. No, he's he's on gear. Look, man. What's the matter? I'm just trying to settle my mind. <laughs> Oh, you, you get all unsettled? One hundred percent of professional athletes. Right, are, okay. One hundred percent of professional athletes, professional models, and also are on gear, including bowlers and people that bowl. Uh, people in the Olympics, they're all on shit. What it is is that they go on certain kinds of shit that they need. And then they come off of it in order to do the drug tests. And then once the drug tests are over, they go back on shit. <laughs> None of those people are natural. If you see abs on a girl, she's not natural. If you see a dude who's over the age of 35 and he looks good, he's not natural. Um, there's such a huge stigma which I think it's left over from another era. There's such a huge stigma about anabolics and hormone replacement that do, people would go out of their way to lie about about it. And this goes back to the 70s. Arnold and fucking Sylvester Stallone and all those fucking classics and shit. They were all on gear. <clears throat> Testosterone goes back to the 1930s. They were all on that shit. You can see guys in the 50s. He says, man, how'd they get that fucking build? Testosterone and anthate, which is just test. They just took a lot of it. So none of these dudes are natural. Not not beyond fucking thirty. And if you see dudes that you know are natural at thirty, they've been working fucking ten, fifteen years. They're not that impressive. You look at them, you're like, yeah, okay. Anybody who's impressive is not natural. But, but what is natural? Bodybuilding is not natural. Lifting weights isn't natural. Dieting isn't natural. The modern diet of today with all these luscious proteins and all this shit, that's not natural. That Ancient people didn't have access to the modern diets. They were lucky to fucking just live the amount that they did, you know? So, so what is natural, you know? Nothing's natural. Brushing your teeth is not natural. Taking showers isn't natural. You know, you're cheating. All y'all are cheating. Shaving isn't natural. Shaving isn't natural. Might as well just grow hair all over. Right. Day. Isabella, but nothing's said, been natural for fucking thousands of years. The ancient Egyptians and the fucking, the fucking Romans and shit, tweezed, shaved. They weren't natural either, and they worked out. They did all kinds of shit and had weird diets, and they measured Eugene Sandow measured those statues and people said they can't get that big no the romans were got pretty fucking big because they they had sports medicine they didn't have testosterone and or anabolic steroids but <clears throat> they knew how to work out they worked out 
Which isn't natural. And they eat high protein, it seems to be, based on those statues. Okay, I'm done. Zach says, uh, Clocks by Coldplay gives me that vibe, but as the sun is rising. Yeah, I can see that. That's kind of like, I was trying to remember like what all songs that I had put on that mix. I remember, speaking of Echo and the Bunnymen, I remember the title song, Ocean Rain, being on there. I remember Tones on Tail being on there. I don't think it was Burning Skies. I think it was that one that's like really, really long and slow. Yeah, John Smith said that Hannibal was killing Nazis in the movie. Makes it better. They weren't Nazis. They were working for the Nazis, remember? Well, same diff. <laughs> Not really, because then they turned on the Nazis. They were um, just a, a bunch of mercenaries. Uh, I think uh, I think they were... Were they Ukrainians? I don't remember what they were. They were just something... They were just helping the Germans. But then they turned on the Germans and just started stealing money. And they tried to escape in a... Uh, in a, what do you call it, in an ambulance. They didn't care about any of that shit. They were just thieves. Thieves and cannibals. Well, they became cannibals because it got snowed in. It's a good movie, though. What's up, Ogie? Isabella said, uh, I like the Ravenettes. They have the type of sound you're talking about. Yeah, I like the Ravenettes, too. Actually, they did a really good... This is probably, like, years ago. But I remember they did a really good cover of... You know that Stone Roses song, I Want to Be Adored? Yeah. Yeah, they did, a, they did a really good cover of that. I have a couple of their albums somewhere. Like I said, I have like fucking piles of CDs around here, but I don't know what happened to all of them. <laughs> uh, John Smith said they were Lithuanian. Lithuanians, yeah, okay. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, it's like, I don't know, that's bugging me because I feel like I made a whole like mix of the of songs like that that I'm talking about. No, I can't remember what was on there. I remember, I don't know, I remember like two songs that were on there, but that was about it. That was a long time ago, but... I was going to say when they, we were talking about music earlier that about voices that are, I don't know, maybe technically not great, but I don't know. I don't know if you'd say that, though, because I really like, I don't know if you guys know, but I really like um, Rufus Wainwright, and I guess he's technically like a really good singer, even though, I don't know. I mean, Zach probably knows who he is because it's like he's done a lot of... Um, He's done a lot of Leonard Cohen covers. He was on that. Because, Zach, if you like Leonard Cohen, have you seen the documentary? I think it's called I'm Your Man. And it's, like, a live show with, like, all these different. And um, Rufus Wainwright is on there. Nick Cave is on there. Like, there's a bunch of other stuff, like, interpreting, um, you know, Leonard Cohen songs. And, honestly, like, Ruf Rufus Wainwright doing the fucking uh, Everybody Knows is fucking fantastic. That is like one of the best fucking covers that has ever been done ever in the history of music. And I will die on that hill. Uh, Zach says, I'm also a big fan of John Barry. Uh, his orchestration style is so elegant. I really love his music for Body Heat. Yeah, I don't, you know, I'd have to like listen to it. I'm not really familiar. I know that name though. Body Heat, that's another movie we should probably do one of these days. There's a lot of movies we need to do still. You all right? Yeah. You sure? Oh, I'm getting fucked up. I'm gonna have to fucking slow down on this. Well, yeah, uh, I like I said. In a bit. Well, the thing about it, like, we don't really technically we don't have to leave for another two hours because they don't open until ten, and it's only seven thirty. Yeah. So. What we said to leave it uh, around nine. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. Because it takes about half an hour yeah. to get there. So we still have to like two hours before we have to okay. leave. And like and I it said, takes I'm you not about an hour to get ready. Probably. Yeah, I'm not redoing the makeup. I mean, okay. I'll, 
I was going to, but I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't have time to do that. I, I was hoping I'd have time to do it before the show started, but I didn't have time. So I was like, well, now I'll just like so we can pile do, more we on. We can do the show for about another 45 minutes probably. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, like half hour, 45 minutes. We're right. fine. And then right. it's like, I already know what I'm going to wear. I already pulled it out. Right. So, um, What you going to wear? Well, oh, I'm, oh, you guys, she's going to surprise me. Well, no, it's not right. that. It's just like I'll sit here and explain all the thing, and you don't know what I'm talking about, okay. so it's like not really. Right. It's not really gonna it's like be boobalicious. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm just wearing shit. I don't know. Okay. I'm not worried about it. Um, I'm not gonna wear a wig though because no. Okay. Well, no, because it's like it's already. I've been wearing this most of the day because I recorded a bunch of videos, and it's okay. like it's hot. Okay. And it's like so. I'm just gonna like use my regular hair. Okay. I might put my horns on though. All right, yeah. I might do my horns. But I was gonna do it before the show, but like I said, I didn't have time. So yeah. I gotta, I gotta make my bangs lay down because I pushed all my bangs. It's complicated. All the shit you have to do, man. <laughs> it's such a high maintenance lifestyle. It's a high maintenance lifestyle. Well, what cutting? It's not gonna make any difference. What I'm telling you is that to put a wig on, I have to make my bangs lay down in the back. Now, if I want bangs again when I go out, then I'm going to have to get them wet and, like, comb okay. them forward and yeah, then drive yeah. because otherwise they're going to, like, be plastered yeah, yeah. to the back of my head. Yeah. You see what no, I'm saying? I was saying? talking about shaving the undercuts. Remember? With, if you were I don't have time to do that. Because no, it, no, not today. Because if we did that, then I'd have to wash it. I didn't say today. Okay. I said I can do that. I can do that for if you want. Well, you just got the idea to do that, and it's like I saw. I, I, saw I had it had. I was like, man, that, that did. Look See, up. that's kind of what I mean. But okay. the thing is, though, is that when I'm talking about growing the hair out, I didn't necessarily mean that it didn't have the undercut. You know what I mean? You can have both. You can have long hair like you have. Well, I know and that. The undercut. Right? Yeah, that'd be cool because you I were complaining that. how hot it was. And I can I can give that back to you. That's that doesn't take long. That's it's easy. well. I can do it too. It's like I I did it myself for a long time. Well, touch it up, but don't you want the don't you want the uh, the sideburns? No, with the long, you don't want the sideburns. Absolutely okay. not. Okay, those are those cool. are way too. Those, they're, they're 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 way too high maintenance. Because that maintenance. yeah, you got to get those things just right. But when they because, were long, they looked really cool. yeah. But like the thing really cool. about it is that if you don't get them exactly right. Mm -hmm. Like, if you cut them short, like, then it's, like, a week later, they look all fucking messy and yeah. shit like that. It's like People you have don't to know constantly what we're talking about. maintain look, that. What you do is, it's like, like a real traditional, old-school, goth female haircut. It's long hair. But it has an undercut. It's really just a top. All right? There's no hair anywhere else. Which, that's common now. But... Parallel to the ear, there's hair there, and it's like a sideburn, but it's long. It's about a foot long. That way you have strips, and it's, it's it looks really cool. That looks cool. And uh, I used to cut that hair into her all the time and do all the touch-ups, and like it is high maintenance to keep those. Yeah, to keep them because other because they, they get start messy. Growing, they start getting messy. They yeah. say get messy. Yeah, you know. And you usually have to, if you're going out, you usually have to, like, moose them, yeah, or, moose them and fucking or spray them so, right like, here. they don't, like, fucking get all fly away and sloppy right. looking. Right. Like just I said, a, it's, it's very high maintenance. They're an optional goth thing. Goth is a high maintenance yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> I saw an old video of us at the club, and she, that's back when she had, she had that with the sideburns and the under, well, I call them sideburns, but they're kind of like a sideburn. Yeah, sort of. And and uh, the undercut, and her hair was um, red. 
it was that fucking bright red. I had it dyed red for a yeah, while. Yeah, it looked really cool, like Ronald McDonald red. Well, yeah, I the liked problem it. Problem is, again, is that everything in the house gets red. All the yeah, all the sheets, all the pillowcases, yeah, the everything. inside of the shower, yeah, everything was red. Everything was red, and well, because I had to dye it every week. Right, black's better. Well, black's better just because it's easier. Yeah. It's e- it's better on your hair. It doesn't like because to do the red, I have to bleach it. Yeah, it's real rough on hair, and it's real rough on your hair. Like the black yeah. is like usually, and the black if you like, you know, if you decide you want a different color, you can just put a wig on. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it seems a lot easier. I did love the red though. I did love the yeah. red, but it was I didn't love how much work it took to maintain that color. I was in because, there with clippers all the time, fucking, and this and that. You had to get that shit right. Well, not just that; it was just and like then that shit kind of want to curl and do this. I yeah, it's it wispy. I mean, I don't know what the deal. And it's not straight. You got to pull them straight down. You got to cut them at an angle to get them to come to a point. And I remember, I mean, I didn't mind doing it. I like that kind of fussy shit. But, you know, I think she got sick of asking me to do it. Yeah, because, like I said, I'm a pretty I'm a pretty chill, like, low-maintenance person. It's like, if anything's going to take that much time and effort, I'm just like, I don't even know if it's worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I did like the red. I like the way it looks. It's just that I don't like all the work involved in keeping it looking like that. Because, like, the hair looked cool, bright red, but, you know, if you left it, like, a week or two without putting dye in it, then it would start turning pink, and then, like, yeah. you'd have... And it looked shitty. Yeah, you, you gotta stay on top of you it. You really have to, like, do it all the time, and I just got tired of, like, taking care of it, is what happened. And my hair is kind of a pain in the ass anyway, because, I mean, I have a wig on right now, but... My natural hair is kind of a pain in the ass anyway, because it's very, very fine. It's like baby hair. My sister's hair is like this, too, because she said her hairdresser complains about it all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I feel your pain. So it's like it's super fine, like baby hair. But then there's like a fuck ton of it. Like it's really, really thick. But all the hair is fine. And every time I wash it or brush it or run a hand through it, a bunch of it like falls out. But it never gets any thinner Today, I was, like, going around today, like, in my office, and I was, like, scooting around in my, um, like, with my toes. You scoot around with your toes, like, on the carpet of my office, and it's, like, just big hairballs will come out. Like, just of hair that's fallen out, like, while I was just walking around. That means I got a vacuum in here. That's what I, well, you probably don't need to now, because I kind of, like, just clawed through the carpet today, because I was like, oh my god, gross. This place is always clean, because she doesn't really do anything in here, you know what I mean? Well, and I try to keep shit clean in here, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not a filthy person. But I I try to vacuum once a week up in here, but sometimes I forget it's just that yeah. it's even if you did i mean even if it was it's, it's every week it's like you can't keep up yeah. seriously every single day i have to go in and like scoop like hair out of the bottom of the tub and like it's all over the bathroom floor and but my hair never gets any thinner like i never look like i'm balding or anything like that. i'm like where the fuck is no you just have high hair turnover. i have a lot i have, have high, high hair, hair turnover. turnover it is it's crazy yeah. and like i said my hair is just very very fine it's like baby hair yeah. but there's like a fuck ton of it all and right it's do us a favor everywhere. people go ahead and hit that everywhere. like go ahead and hit that like button people there's fucking many of you in there that would help us out with the algorithms um and um, just remember the super chats are fucking wide open. And if y'all wanted to buy us a drink, you can go ahead and fucking uh, 
drop us in a super like chat. Like we need any more. Like no, we just need more. But, uh, <laughs> well, once we get to... Little, let me give you a little bit of this because, yeah. man, I got I to gotta cut back. I got to yeah. drive. I mean, once we get to Memento, I probably will not. They don't have any real drinks anyway. I mean, they just yeah, have, they like, do. the one... Well, they have the ones in the cans. You those saw are... how fucked up I got on those things Well, that yeah, but that's because you thought... That I was you slamming. I didn't think I was drinking anything. That's what I mean. It's, they were those uh, Bacardi mojitos in a can. In a can. And I was just fucking slamming them. Like I said, I've never... Slamming and slamming and slamming them. You were even drunker than you were on the show last Friday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was fucking loaded. You were just, like, fucking... I've never seen you that. I don't think I've ever seen you that drunk before. I hit a car on my way out of the parking lot, backed up, boom, ran into a car, and I was like, what the fuck is that? Jeez. I was like, uh, it's a car. She had to drive back. I did, yeah. I was like, get out. <laughs> like, I can't drive this bitch. Yeah. I had to take my boots off and everything. Yeah. Because I can't drive in those boots. So I had to drive barefoot. That's okay. I prefer driving yeah. barefoot anyway. All right. One of the things I'm thinking about doing, people, is getting into fucking going back into, into leather craft. I did Yeah, I was wondering craft. if you were going to bring I'm that up. About Used to go. I used to be into leather craft, but not like advanced leather craft. There's a lot of tools out there to get, and I was thinking about getting back into leather craft so I could make cool shit. I might sell some of it. Might get start up an Etsy store, or do something to to order. Just you know anything, bracelets, necklaces. Because uh, you made me some belts in the past. Yeah, I made belts and shit in the past, but I wanted to do some more gothic type stuff you know um could be anything but i think it'll be pretty good pretty good quality just thinking about actually even making shit like boots boots and shoes which is that's advanced stuff that's hard but i got the skills to do that kind of shit just not the experience i i know i can do it i just have to get the tools and the time and I don't know. We'll see if my... I like making <coughs> shit for myself, too, you know. But I, I might get it. might do something like that. Leather corsets for women. Yeah, I was going to say, you better um, make a corset. That'd be cool. Just uh, <laughs> motorcycle armor, maybe. Leather pants. Shit like that. Make some leather outfits. Do some stuff that look like I got a fucking <coughs> Edward Scissorhand looking gothic stuff. See, that'd be badass. Yeah. I told you, you should probably get back into that. Because, like I said a long time ago, like, you made me some belts and, like, you know, you kind of farted around with that on a little thing. But when you told me the other day, it's like, oh, I'm thinking about getting back into that. And yeah. you were, like, you were showing me the videos and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, that seems like something you'd Another be... thing I wanted to make is do pistol holsters. Custom pistol holsters. Leather ones. I saw some guys making those. with like, oh, yeah. They're not as good as some of, the, like, the carbon fiber tactical shit you have now. But there's... There's some things that only leather can do when it comes to class. Um, and, of course, it would be custom to a customer with uh, designs and artwork on it. And, you know, whatever, you know, fucking small of the waist carry or under the shoulder, you know, could be anything. Some of that shit I'd need measurements for. And uh, I don't know. I was thinking about it because I got to make a Bane costume. Yeah. I'm going to do the Bane costume with the mask. There's a kit you can do to get like a film accurate version. I'm going to get one of those. But I have... I have a fucking... Um, basically a load, load military load-bearing vest that is real close to Bane's armor. I just got to build an armored front for it. It doesn't really have to... And it's all Molly... It's all Molly attachments. 
so I can get that to work and add a belt to it. It's got, it's got to be OD green. And I'm not going to make fucking, you know, ballistic armor. It's just, it doesn't, I don't need that. That's not the application. So it's not going to be real armor. It's just, and I'm just thinking that probably foam and leather and stitching and fucking would be enough to make a front to put on the thing that I have now. And uh, that would pretty much be Bane's armor from the Batman movie. Because they sell a replica for about 70 bucks, but uh, the quality doesn't look that good. And I think for fucking half of that, I could take what I have and turn that into a into a Bane costume. And I'm um, going to get the pants and everything, and I'll practice that voice. The one that... <laughs> I can do that. Because I, I can do the Danny Trejo fucking voice when I'm warmed up. I was doing that shit to the kids out there fucking... For fucking Halloween... I was did the DC comic version of Bane. I had the Bane luchador mask on. And I was doing the Danny, kind of like a Danny Trejo version, because he was Bane. He did he voiced out Bane in the cartoons, one of the cartoon movies. But I was having fun out there with the kids. But um, I wore that to the club. Fucking people liked it at the club too. But I want the other Bane costume, the one from the movie, with the fucking yeah evil mouth on it. And they make that thing, but it's kind of a cheap version. And then there's a French guy on Etsy that makes a kit that's a lot more movie accurate. That you have to assemble and paint. You have to wait a long time for it. It costs a little bit more. But it's just like it's just like it was in the movie. I think I might get that one. Because I have time. You know? Yeah. I have time. Until next year. Because <clears throat> if I'm going to do Bane, it's going to look fucking badass it's gonna look well real see good. that's the thing if i'm gonna do werewolf like because right. we were like we were talking about right. then i'm gonna have to start like you have to start doing it now planning like right right now I have to start i have to start planning to fucking <laughs> january because that's gonna be several hundred dollars worth of stuff to get together and i don't want to lay all that out at once and be pressed for time you know but that's probably a four or five hundred dollar costume um because I need those fucking combat pants that he has, which I know where to get that stuff. Because I'm going to do the Bane mercenary outfit. It's going to look good. Glenn Little said, that's a great idea. I always believed uh, creativity makes people well-rounded. I know I sound like a pretentious prick, but it's true. No, I do. That's the way it is. Yeah, I, I feel like people need skills or you yeah. need to like create something, make something. Even if it's not, it doesn't have to be like a super big deal or anything like that. But yeah. I always feel like you need some kind of like creative outlet or, yeah. or that's it's good for your like mental health. Yeah, skills and variety of skills gives you a greater connection to the force. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, it allows you to channel the force better. Um, it, life energy. You know, that's, that's Nietzschean philosophy. You know, uh, the will. It, it fucking to harness the will. But uh, no, I already, ha I already have the uh, artistic skills for it and a lot of the dex dexterity and stuff. I just need the tools. Um, but no, I. I've already made stuff like that before. Yeah. So, um, there's nothing compared to mechanics. You know, building engines and shit, a lot mathematics involved and fucking gauges and understanding of how systems work with each other. Artistic skills like making ballistic armor and fucking outfits and stuff, you know, that's not as precise. 
But still, you have to have good execution or it looks cheap. Yeah. It's got to look like it's the real thing. And I was looking at some of this other stuff that guys have made handcrafted, like handcrafted leather Viking armor. That's better than anything out of any factory than what they were doing. A factory couldn't make that. They had a guy I was showing Jenny. He was making just wallets. He was just showing tools, but the wallets he was making, all this multicolored leather, looked better than any coach bag or any Gucci. It was like at that level. Well, and like I said, if you just made each unique piece, like yeah. you could charge a lot of, you could charge a premium yeah. for that because it's like that's the only one that's like that. Yeah, it wasn't designer, but right. he, he had it in his studio, and you looked at it, it was just beautiful leather. They were really nice, real yeah, beautiful. Stuff and and his color combinations were just great. You know, it looked like like something you pay a thousand dollars for. Well, yeah, shit. I'm always, like, really into people that do stuff like that. Like, they yeah. can, like, make stuff out of leather or it, whatever it is. It's just kind of like, you know, you can write songs. You can, like, sure. decorate cakes. You can do, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's whatever it is. It's, like, good to have, like, creative skills like that. It really does kind yeah. of, like, keep you sane in a lot of ways. Gramther said if you rented a kiosk at the Orlando Mall, you could sell leather cell phone and cigarette holsters with designs on them. Old people love that shit and will pay top dollar for custom-made products. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> they probably would. I don't know Like I don't know about the mall. I don't think that would be the best thing. No, but... mall, our malls here are fucking dead. Well, they're Except de for Altamont They're low mall. income. That's actually like pretty crappy. Yeah, yeah, Altamont's... The thing is that they're low income. The people that are in there. Uh, there's one mall here... Uh, fuck it. So they're not going to spend a lot of money. They don't have the money. Uh, there was one mall here, though, uh, that Dan Bell did. That was in Miami. It was in Miami. And you had to be rich to be in that mall. They had models walking around fucking showing these fucking gowns. You could smoke in there. They were fucking selling. They had Bugattis outside. And fucking Koi Ponds and shit. He said, even the Koi Pond, even the Koi were snotty. <laughs> that's like a, yeah. I love, that's my favorite Dan Bell even, video. Even, even the Koi were snotty. <laughs> Little big old fish, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. He said that whole, and it was, uh, it was like an open air mall open too, air which mall, is crazy. But they made it in a way to where you could have pouring down rain and it would still be dry. Yeah, you'd still like stay dry. Yeah. It was funny because there was like a like a tropical depression. While yeah, he was and they're there. serving alcohol and smoking out there, and there's just an international. Very, it was crowd. very French, yeah, very French and international. <laughs> a lot of mid, mid Easterners, Middle Easterners, and South Americans, r super rich South Americans. And uh, uh, he was looking at a what was it? It was a jewelry store, and that wasn't that watch like nine thousand dollars. No, I think it was more than that. More than that, twenty thousand. I thought it was watch. more than that. Even was it even more? My, okay. I yeah. don't even remember, but it, it was, was like a It was more than a sports car. Yeah, it was a $40,000 watch, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, and he maybe. Looked at, and they just handed it to him. He's like, hey, look at it. Yeah. Zach says, I still think it'd be funny if you guys dressed as normies for Halloween one year. I mean, you look like Halloween basically every other day. I don't... Well, the thing about it is, like, one, I you think disappear. that... disappear. Yeah, every, you would just look like everybody else. And two, yeah. I'm not really sure I'd know how to look like a normal person. Yeah. When I tried before, like, for job interviews and stuff, it didn't go so well. <laughs> I'm not just, I'm not really good at that kind of thing. Tammy said, uh, I could see Tom in a polo shirt and khakis. It, it, here's the thing. <laughs> if I dress like that, it doesn't look like a costume. Right. And it doesn't look like saying. me anymore. And it's just like, it's not, it's not as impactful as you think. Right. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. It, it only works if, like, people know you. No, yeah. Like, the only, re- like, our friend Shauna dressed up as, like, a normal person one year. Yeah. But she, one, she did, like, a little bit of a retro thing. Yeah, she she was, like, a a, a a hot black chick from the 70s. From the 70s. So it was a little right. bit of a retro vibe. So, yeah. But I think it was funnier because we knew her. Right. And so that's what was funny because yeah. when she came in, I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't even yeah. recognize her at first. But it's like, if you didn't know her, it probably wouldn't be that funny. Right. <laughs> but it was funny because we know her and that's, like, that's not what she looks Although, like. Although, you know what? Talking about this custom-made shit, now that I think about it, me making that Bane armor. If I were to do some really cool custom shit, I would do something like... What you doing, Pokey? What the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? What is she doing? I don't know. She's like she climbed up something, but I can't see her. I can't see her either. Where are you at, Poke? I would make some, like, <coughs> custom AR-500 and carbon-based fucking ballistic armor that would be real. I, I know everything about all that kind of stuff. It would cost a lot of money, though. It'd be something that would be bulletproof. But who would want something like that? See, that's the thing. It would have to... There aren't any superheroes out there. <laughs> that we know of. That we know of, you know what I mean? But fucking... I could make something like that for myself. Thank you, Jeffy Art. Super broke this week. I hope you guys enjoyed tea day We did. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we ate a lot. Well, we didn't eat a lot, but... You know, a lot for us. Granther said, 10 years ago, I paid $100 for a leather wallet from the Will Leather Company out of Eugene, Oregon. Oregon. It still looks as good as new. Yeah. You get what you pay for. Yeah. Yeah, so see, that was only $10 a year. Yeah. So far. Well, they have a bunch of different grades of leather, and some stuff just doesn't age. Some of it's shitty. Some of it's fucking great. And, um, okay, well, here's the thing. I have a pair of fucking um, Matterhorn boots that the army issued me special issue up in Korea and they're a they're a arctic oh, oh you, she... you were in there okay she, she was went, in the cabin she was in the cabin i wondered where cuz we kept went. hearing noises over there i'm like i can't yeah. see her though i know she's up to something she was in the cabin at fucking yeah. around they issued those things to me in uh, 1991 i walked all over korea for them for a year they were in fucking hard service and they're an extreme cold weather leather boot. Afterwards, I gave them to my dad, and he wore them all the time fucking deer hunting. He gave them back to me. They still look brand new. Those things are fucking 35 years old. <laughs> still look pretty much brand new. Because everything on it could, can be, it was real leather. So everything can be re-dyed, re-polished. Um, the, the, the soles were so high quality, they wore only a little bit. There's footwear out there made in the 1920s that you could put on right now and fucking and go out and just walk and, down and, the street. and, and do military service in them because <laughs> they were not really synthetic materials. They were, you know what I mean? They were fucking natural materials and they wear real well and they used really good stitching and fucking they were semi handmade. It lasts for a long fucking time or it can be repaired if it doesn't. In a way, I kind of feel like that's one of the shitty things about, you know, um, me, like, personally, like, growing up poor and stuff like that, is that, you know, just, you know, from a general standpoint, that it's better to, like, buy something that's expensive that'll last for a really long time, but when you don't have a lot of money, it's like, man, I don't have the money to drop $200, $300, like, on a really good pair of shoes, even if they will last, you know, however many years... 
you don't have the money at that point. So you keep having to buy like these cheap ass like ten twenty dollars yeah. pairs of shoes, and then like in a year you have to buy another pair. But it's like you know generally like the more you pay for stuff. Well, not always because sometimes you're just paying for the name and stuff. In this but. other room over here, I have a nineteen forty one naval officer's long coat out of out of made out of wool. It's black from World War Two. It weighs about ten pounds. All right. 1941, and it looks brand new. That thing's probably worth hundreds, hundreds of dollars. I, have, you, have I showed you, showed you that? I don't remember ever seeing that now. No. Nah. Um, How can that have been in this house all this time? And like, yeah, I never saw it. I'll go get it. <laughs> You're going to go get it? I'll go get it, yeah. Well, hey, Blaster One. Said Jenny, always looking cool. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And let's see. Last one said also is it getting better? Fell off a roof. Holy shit. Broke my wrist, tore my rotator cuff, and had 19 staples in my head. God damn it. <laughs> That's terrible. I mean, you know. At least you're kind of alright. That sucks. Um Camp Guy said my old man had some black leather military gloves he got in the army. They are shells? I can't read that. And the inside part of the glove is wool fabric liner, uh, olive green. He also used his army boots for decades after he left the army. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, if you spend a lot, we were talking about that before when we were talking about like goth boots, and we were talking about like two hangers because look how heavy it is. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you showing me that. I didn't realize. I didn't realize it was that old though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotcha. Too bad it never gets cold enough here to wear it. Never that. gets cold enough to wear it, but I, it got, <laughs> it got that cold in Boston, though. Well, yeah, but like I said. Okay, look. It's 75 fucking degrees outside right now, and it's almost 8 o'clock. I think it's got night. the guy's name in it. Does it really? Where's the light? Shit, man. I don't know. I can't see that. Maybe we'll get the... It's too dark. I think it was 1941. Oh, yeah. I can't see it. Had to put it on two hangers. You gonna put that shit on? And he's like, and he's, and he's like already. Oh my god, that's so hot. See, that's fucking cool looking. Look at that shit. <laughs> that's goth as shit, especially with his boots and stuff. Yeah. You should wear that out. You know, you. I was die. too fucking hot. I was gonna say you'd die. Hey. Like I said, it's eight o'clock at night and it's seventy-five degrees still. Yeah. It was hot today. It was in the 80s. We had some nicer weather like last week. We had a couple days where it only got up in the 50s or 60s in the day, but yeah, that didn't last. Today it was, I think, 85, 80, something like that. Something like that. I wish it would cool off, but, you know. Yeah, Hugo said, awesome coat, Nosferatu style. It is, yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like the Nosferatu coat. We were, he was, uh... <laughs> He has, like, a bunch of, like, um, coats that he used to wear out because he was, like, reminiscing about um, a video. Like, our friend Matt, like, sent us this video that was of us, but it was, like, 10 years ago, I think. And Tom's like, man, look how cool we looked back then. And, like, the jacket that he had on, he's like, I don't even know if I can wear that anymore because, like, you know, he's his arms and stuff are much bigger now because of the workout and stuff. But he tried, to, like, he tried it on last night, and actually it fits even better than it did back then, you know. 
Zach says, goddamn, I want a coat like that. I know, that's awesome. Like I said, it's way too hot down here to wear that. Like, wool, you would fucking die. You would keel over of heat stroke <laughs> within, like, an hour of wearing that. It looks awesome, though. If we went somewhere cold, he could wear it. Laster one said, don't want to meet Tom in a back alley with that on. Yeah, that's that's how that's going to go. It that Yeah, I don't... I think that he showed me that coat before, or I remember seeing it in the closet, but I didn't realize that it was that old, I think is what it was. And I didn't realize that it was actually wool. I don't even, it's, it's, it's kind of depressing because I have, I don't have any wool coats, obviously, but I have a bunch of really cool, like, goth coats. I have, like, a couple of velvet ones, but it's just, you can never wear them. We can never wear them. It's just way too fucking hot down here. Like, even if it's kind of cold out, like, you wear it for an hour or two, and then everybody's like, yeah, I gotta take this off. I gotta take this off. Uh, Zach says, I have a show topic suggestion, by the way. Disastrous Movie Productions was watching a show about Heaven's Gate and how it basically killed United, United Artists in the 80s. That actually might be an interesting show. Like, because there were some times where, like, just one movie kind of, like, sunk a whole fucking studio. So that might be something interesting to do. So I'll, uh, I'll take that under advisement. Camp Guy said, uh, my grandfather left me a coat like that, all pure cashmere. I think it may have some moth damage. Also, I'm too big for it. Yeah, I didn't... How hot was that fucking coat when you put it on? Uh, well, it takes a while. It's all... It's, it's wool. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, I wore that shit sub-zero out in Boston all the time. I took it to New York last time I went to New York and had one of the construction guys goes, man, that's a badass coat. <laughs> and I said, it's 1942 or 1941. He goes, God, yeah, they don't make nothing like that no more. Because <laughs> you look at it and you go, they don't make things like that anymore. Zach said it looked like Nosferatu. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it does kind of. If, uh, if they made something like that now, that's a couple thousand dollars worth of fucking coat. That's what that would be. Yeah. Last one said, you done anything on Dennis Nielsen? Yeah, we did a show about him. It was a while back, though, I kind of feel like. We did a show about him, right? It was a couple years ago, probably. Zach says, God damn, I want a coat like that. Blaster says, don't want to meet Tom in a back alley with that gat on? I, I, with I, that on. With that on, okay. Yeah. yeah. I figured it out. Yeah, last one to the English version of Dahmer. Yeah, Dennis Nielsen was essentially like, and they caught him, fun you know, fun fact, because uh, he was flushing little bits of people down the toilet, and it, like, clogged up the toilet, and all the other people in the building were complaining. Yeah. Remember that? We did a, yeah, show. We did a show about that fucking... Didn't know how plumbing worked. Either that or he was just, yeah, it's just like, I'm just going to flush it yeah, down flush the toilet down and it'll, it'll be gone. Be right. I'm yeah. like, um, that has to go somewhere. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I think when they came up there, he was still had some people in, like, some dead people in his, like, fucking wardrobe and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, rotting. And, rotting away. Yeah, and didn't he have, like, some fucking, yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, it's not funny, but it's like, didn't he have some fucking, uh, what do they call it, like, fucking scent, what are those things called? I don't know. Air freshener. Air freshener. There you go. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. Well, like the air was, fresheners in there. That was England, you know, and he was in a city in in a in a built up area. Those are not country people. They don't know how to deal with like you know cleaning deer and dealing with fucking you know meat processing. You know, if you make a kill on some venison, you know, so 
I guess they let things rot. They don't know how to cut things into pieces. Or he just liked having it in there. I don't think so. Because, like I said, Dahmer likes to keep the bodies around. Yeah, maybe. But the smell, I, I just can't understand it. You know, it's, it's rotting. You know, look. I used to be able to take, my dad bought me a little skinning knife. It was called an old timer. And it was about a three and a half inch blade that was Don't curved. Don't give people any ideas. <laughs> no. no, I'm just telling you the facts of life. It was a little three inch curved blade that came to a point. And with that little skinning knife, you can render an entire deer, you know, 70, 80 pound deer, down into nice little fillets and pieces and not get any blood anywhere in the kitchen. And yeah, you had to work outside a little bit. You know, you had to field dress a deer to get the guts out of it when you were out there. But that's nothing. If, if you had to do that in a house, it wouldn't be a. Di if, if you're an organized person who understands things, you could do that in a house and not spill a drop of blood, not make any money. Yeah, but if you were not, an organized person who did that, you wouldn't be a serial killer, not, would I you? Not. I guess not. I guess So it's a moot point. They're trying to make it some kind of a macabre fucking thing, or they just don't have the skills, and they let things rot. And No. You could take a body just with a little tiny sharp blade and render it into nice little pieces and have it all packaged up, and it's, and it's not morbid or anything, and... Take it out little by little, you know, and not make a mess. They rarely do that, though. But for some reason, they don't seem to be able to do that. Well, like I said, because they're serial killers. If they had yeah. their shit together, they yeah. wouldn't be, wouldn't be serial, serial killers, killers right, yeah. would they? You're right. Duh. <laughs> That's why. They're not thinking right. Yeah. So... It's, it's kind of like giving them these pro tips, it's really not helping right. because it's like... Stone Age man would take little pieces of flint that were like the size of a fucking silver dollar or a fucking obsidian, little fucking glass, and four or five guys would take an elephant and they'd, or, or a big old bison and just render it down to nothing in a short period of time, you know, without any running water or anything, and they're eating it and sharing it and... It's nothing really macabre, really. You know, it's just... You get used to it. Laster once said, I found a samurai sword in a roof space we renovated. Wow. <laughs> it may have not have been it's a real samurai. It's old and needs restoration, but... Okay. Maybe well, a lot of times... Find all kind of cool shit. A lot of times guys brought those back from the Second World War. I don't know what country he's in. I guess it must be the United States. A lot of guys brought them back. But another thing is, is that they made a lot of copies, too. So, a lot of times if you were... They'd have a, a handle on there, and it was all wrapped up with shark skin, and depending on if it was a good one or not. And then underneath there, there'll be a bunch of markings to tell you who made it. But I wouldn't recommend messing with it at all, unless you give it to an expert. But then an expert would probably know exactly what it is and what it was worth before they even took it apart. You can just take pictures of it and fucking post it in certain places. They'll probably guys will probably tell you what it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. What? Did you expect me to say something else? Well, I'm never sure. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese never sure. stuff in general from the Second World War is not really worth all that much. It used to not be worth anything. I think it's gone up a little bit, but the pistols aren't worth much. The rifles, really, Arasaka rifles, aren't worth much. 
There's very few of them that are worth anything. Je uh, World War II Japanese swords aren't worth all that much for last I heard. Old stuff is, but not the World War II stuff. Yeah, I get it. All right, so it's getting to be past eight, and I probably have yeah, to start go. getting ready. Okay. Because we're going to go out to Memento Mori this evening, and we have to leave in about an hour and a half, so okay. I like need some time to get ready. Probably, should we have like a sandwich or something before Yeah, we you want some? I'll make you some. All right. I wouldn't mind like just a sandwich or something. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. So we'll be back on Sunday, and we'll be talking about a movie. We don't know which one yet because we haven't watched it. I don't know if we're going to – maybe we'll continue, like, the Universal stuff because I just put up the Creature from the Black Lagoon uh, review earlier today. So we've been having fun doing those. So I don't know. Maybe we'll do another one of those, or maybe we'll do some Hammer. I'm not really sure. Like, whatever we figure out. We'll talk about that on Sunday. So you guys have a good rest of your evening, and have a good day tomorrow. And we'll be back again on Sunday, and we'll see you guys then. So good night.